Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of the Quick Resume podcast, except this one isn't really a podcast. We're just doing an Xbox Game Studios tier list, and then the podcasty stuff will come afterwards. So if you're here to just look at an Xbox Game Studios tier list from two very informative fellas, well, we're here to do that for you. If you haven't been here before, my name's Deck. And my name is Tim. And we are the QRP, Quick Resume Podcast, that stands for. Um, so as I say, I'm going to get some timestamps up, but we're going to do this tier list together. And then if you want to hear like the news roundup for this week, then that'll be afterwards. But other than that, thanks for coming. So hopefully on screen, you should see um, an S, an A, a B, a C, a D, and an unknown tier. Uh, all of the studios we've got here on the, on our, on the tier maker in front of us um, include the Xbox Game Studios, including publishing. Um, the Bethesda Game Studios, and the Activision Blizzard King. Now, we're well aware that that deal hasn't closed, so we will look like right Muppets if that deal doesn't go through. Uh, but we're going to do it anyway, um, just for fun, um, because things might change. And the purpose of doing so. it now is that we can re-rate after uh, the showcase coming up in a couple of weeks um, at some point. And, you know, we can see how things change. I thought that might be fun. That sounds very fun, doesn't it, Tim? It sounds extremely fun. That's why... <laughs> okay well let's get cracking then um so we have to start at, and the, the weird thing is is that we have to start tim at, at maybe the hardest one on this entire list um which is 343 industries um three four three. in case you don't know in case you don't know tim most known for taking over halo after bungie left um no most way. recent most yep, most recently with Halo Infinite on a sitting on an 87 Metacritic and I think Open Critic as well. Um, and before that, obviously Master Chief Collection. Uh, I think they partnered for Halo Wars 2 and Halo Wars Definitive Edition. Uh, obviously Halo 5, Halo 4, and then they had a couple of mobile games um, earlier on, um, Spartan Assault and stuff. So, okay. what are your initial thoughts here? 343, where are they going? Are they a D tier for Tim or are they an A tier for Tim? What do you think? Um, I think, you know, I think taking on an ip like halo is obviously quite the uh, quite the task um especially yeah. when you inherit it uh, after halo 3 from bungie um overall i have a pretty pretty solid opinion on 343 i think they've taken the the, the franchise in in good directions um like sure four and five went brilliant but you know, they tried to establish a wider universe. They gave Chief a bit more of a personality and all that sort of stuff. And he actually had lines. I don't know. I think they're. <laughs> I think they're pretty good. And obviously, but a lot of people don't like that. Where they just they just prefer. They well, like him. So I, I don't know. I like my character <laughs> to have a little bit. Like we've got Doom Guy for that, and we'll get yeah. to that. But we, we, yeah. we we've got Doom Guy for that silent badass protagonist. I think it's cool for Chief to have a little bit of personality, right? Um, and it's still not much. Let's be honest. He's just he's just yeah. kind of cool and stoic, and um, but yeah, I think overall they're pretty solid. And and Halo Infinite's obviously a bop um, in terms of what they've done, like gameplay wise. You know, catering to old school and new Halo fans. Obviously, yeah, yeah. 
got the, the most content in the world. Um, yeah. I'd give them, I'd probably slot them in. I wish there was like a B plus. Mustache rub. <laughs> I, I wish there was like a B plus, but I think mm. I'm going to, I think I'm going to chuck him in with the thought of Halo Infinite as like a final product, you know, when it actually, you know, let, let's think of it as a final, when it comes out as a final product and stuff like that with Forge and all the multiplayer elements and stuff like that. I think I'd chuck them in A tier. Yeah, because I was I was thinking low A, like A minus, maybe B yeah, plus. Yeah, that's um, why I was saying I wish there was like a B plus tier. Um, yeah, but I mean, we can always put them at the, like, at the top of B, um, but I think, you know, it will change maybe as we... Because I think it, it's almost a bit unfair to say, like, to put them into a, a place based on where the game is going to be, because we don't ultimately know that. And when we do do a re-rating, then, you know, we can move them up. Yeah, um, I guess so. And I, th- and I think that I think that is one of the, a lot of things that people will say about 343. Um, and as more and more news is coming out about this studio, um, it seems that a lot of the problems that studio has is because of Microsoft's short-term contracts, like, shit that they have going on. You know, that yeah. they have people for like six month contracts on like rolling periods and people are just like, no, like, I don't want to be roped into that. So they have, you know, it slows a lot of stuff down and yeah, you know, loads of problems with that. So nonetheless, um, not trying to pawn like responsibility off onto Microsoft, but 343 always release a game with a compromise. That is like a, a significant compromise. Um, mm. And it's a damn shame. Like in- Infinite Launch was fantastic. And then it's everything after that <laughs> that's been like a big struggle. Um, yeah. Other two games, you know, um, there is, the rest is history. You know, Halo 4 had a good story for the majority of people. Multiplayer fell flat. Halo 5 was the inverse. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I would put them in A minus. I think because okay. simply because Halo Infinite did a lot for me. I really thought the campaign was pretty excellent. Um, I know it has its critics, but I can't like I'm still playing it today, um, mm-hmm. you know, and the multiplayer, like the service aspect, has been bad. Like, like there's no way around it; it has been bad. Yeah. Um, not dreadful, but it has been bad. So, for me, it would be an A minus. I don't know how I know anybody else would feel about that. Um, but if there's any, if there's any rating in here that's going to get us death threats, Tim, it's going to be this one. It's this one. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. this one. All right. So let's. I, I so we can agree that it goes into A tier, and then we can just slot it like later yeah. rank it with other studios in a tier as well so i guess for those looking so i guess we'll go from let, let's say we have like five things in like a tier for example the one yeah. on the left most is considered the top of a tier and then descending yeah. downwards sort of thing that's how we'll, that's we'll, right. we'll do it but for now yeah, let's chuck right. it in a tier yeah that sounds good to me i think that's a good one all right, and just so we're aware, we have thirty-two studios to go through here. Um, yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> buckle yeah, in. It's, it's quite the task. Yeah, uh, hopefully they don't acquire any more studios. Otherwise, this is going to be, be increasingly difficult <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up, Coalition. Oh, Coalition. Um, this yeah. is a toughie for me because Coalition are very good. Coalition, I have never made a bad game. They've never. Mm there's always some controversy controversy in the purest fan base of how they handle some of the mechanics in the game like really obscure stuff like i remember people being upset about um like how nasha works you know wall bouncing mm-hmm. um but for your casual player i i don't think they've ever really had a big blunder 
on the same scale that 343 has with Halo. Um, no. And my yeah. only reservation about the Coalition is that they play it too safe. Yes. That's my only reservation. They haven't had a... I think they're capable. I think they have the chops for it, but they just haven't had like a cultural hit yet, which I think no. is a damn shame. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're a studio that they kind of... I don't know if they're a little bit under the hammer with their creative freedom and stuff like that. So they're just like, you know, make a Gears game, make it Gears, you know, like don't do yeah. anything too spicy with it. So I feel like they're having their wings clipped a little bit. Um, but like you said, they just... They haven't made a bad game. And in all honesty, I thought Gears 5 like campaign was incredible. I did fantastic. Really, really enjoy it. Yeah, it, like both vi- like visually, story, characters, and everything, and you know, considering the main sort of protagonist was someone new introduced in uh, four, right? Um, to actually have that sort of bond with the character and actually think it's one of the best campaigns in the series is 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 pretty impressive. Considering you know you're following from someone like Marcus Phoenix, right? So yeah, um, yeah. I think they've done a goo. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I, th- I think they've done a pretty good job early and even their latest projects. Um, like you said, they just kind of play it safe, though. It'd be interesting to see a project that they do um, a little bit out of their comfort zone. Mm. And that you can see you can see in their work that they have tried, ignoring the other titles like Gears Tactics, um, who they can't remember who they partnered with for it, um, and Hive Busters. Ignoring them, even in Gears Five, there were some efforts to try and like expand the experience. But you know, they had the escape mode, but just never really seemed to take off. Um, they yeah. did, they, you know, they expanded the horde mode, um, and there was another something else I'm missing as well. Something, I'm, something else I'm missing about Gears Five, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I agree. You know, well, well, nonetheless, was it did, is it in the campaign or was it just in Escape where they had you know the ability, um, the characters had like. Uh, ultimates like special moves, didn't they? Like the knife and the shield. Oh, like and... class. Oh, that was it. that was Horde. Yeah, but also yeah. So it was both. Um, I know it wasn't the the one in Horde wasn't the same as the one in Escape. There's just like basic like special moves. But then you're right. Yeah, Horde had like fourteen like classes, like a card system for the classes. Like they really yeah. expanded that to make it more yeah. like kind of exciting. Um, and I only played it once or twice, but I did like it. Um, I've just kind mm. of gotten a bit tired of Horde modes. Um, yeah, but. But so you can see that there's kind of like <laughs> they're like reaching a little bit to try and like explore, but they just haven't gone far enough, I think, for the most majority of people. And now maybe with uh, Rod Ferguson, who was the head of all of these Gears projects, left a couple of years back, just after Gears Five or just before Gears Five. He's now at Blizzard, funnily enough. Maybe mm. now we'll see some bigger changes in the Gears universe. But I guess all of this culminates with the question, you know, with Gears Tactics considered, Gears Five, Hive Busters. A Gears 6 in the works, and we know a second, um, smaller Unreal Engine 5 project that's supposedly a new IP. Where do we put them in this tier list? Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. My gut, my gut is S minus. I think the correlation is one of Xbox's best studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just haven't had a chance to like fully prove like fully get that mass appeal because their games are very critically like well received um but the commercial success like gears is just falling out of the public eye Um, but i think you slap a new color paint on that and everyone loves it you know yeah yeah exactly um and yeah they 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 have some new 
projects in, in, in the works as well for the future, like you said. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, fl- I'm fluttering between chucking them in between S and A. Um, so I think in my eyes, they're, a, yeah, they're probably a little bit better than, than 343 in terms of what they've done, at least so far yeah. in terms of, in terms of quality and consistency. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so I think, yeah, let, let, let's chuck him, let's chuck him an S. I think, I think yeah. S is, is, is a good shout. I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, this coalition will be an interesting one to revisit in like six months, a year's time, you know, um, maybe yeah. like see how much excitement gets drummed up for gear six. Is it the more of the same? How about that new IP or that new, you know, that new game? Is there an, you know, a, um, we spoke about the possibility of a, uh, like a Marcus Phoenix collection, right. You know, whether is, is yeah. that like drumming up excitement, is that looking, you know, is that leading nicely into their next title? So, Watch this pay. Yeah. Okay. Turn 10 Studios. Turn 10. Responsible for Forza Motorsport, not Forza uh, Horizon. Series. So the, the uh, Driving Sim series. Yeah, driving, driving Sim. Founded in 2001. It's been one of uh, Xbox's oldest uh, first-party studios. Uh, like, third, like actual first-party. Playground were acquired um, back in 2018. Um, who Playground are responsible for Forza Horizon? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm just it's funny. I'm just looking at the um, the list of their games made. Forza Motorsport, Forza, Forza Motorsport Forza, Two, Forza, Forza Motorsport Three, Forza Motorsport Four. <laughs> it's just yeah. that all the way down to Forza Motorsport Seven, and we are of course expecting a Forza Motorsport to be announced at the showcase this year with a possible announcement of Forza Motorsport Eight, uh, maybe this year to to help Xbox pick up the the, the Sahara of a year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. And, you know, looking at these meta scores as well, 92, 90, 92, 91. Yeah, Forza, they're bangers. Yeah, 79, 87, 86. So, yes, bit of a drop-off in recent years, actually, which is a bit surprising. But we know that they are, like, revamping their whole engine. They've had more times between 7 and 8 and the most recent one than they have any other uh, sequel so far. Yeah. So, we are not huge driving guys, especially not driving sim guys. So, you know, this is going to be hard for us to place truthfully. Um, yeah, I think we just got a basis. This this one we got to place, I think, just based off Metascore and Pedigree and just what, what their work has been, right? Rather than like a personal like connection. And yeah, I mean, based on that, I, I feel like you got to chuck them in ass, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I I have pl- like I've played Forza Motorsport games, and you know they, but I just I never have played them enough to really be able to like properly analyze it, you know. But I mean, I think you're right. I mean, these guys make some incredibly consistent games. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything, any reason to not put them in S. Um, I, I'm happy to put Turn Ten in S. I, I don't have yeah, really much else just, to add, to be honest. They just consistently whack out a ninety. 90- a 90 plus uh open critic game um driving sim game like every single time uh pr- with pretty much every single installment so um yeah. it's pretty hard to um to chuck them um to put them anywhere below s in my opinion um yeah. and I, i'd probably again i personally prefer the coalition but i i probably put them ahead of coalition and s here as well um Oh really? I've put them behind for now, but let's let's not get caught too much in the source for that. Just simply because okay. 
Okay. Um, if we start compare, like by the time we get to the end of this, and we're like, oh well, they're yeah. not higher than them, like you know, we've been around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. We'll just do like a roundup at the end and make any jig arounds if we need to. Um, yeah, no, I think that sounds good. Yeah, let's um, do that. Okay, lovely, rare. Oh, this is a good one. Oh. Mm, yeah. Okay. So this you're is a hard. big rare boy. I, I am like a rare that. boy. I, I I am a rare boy. I don't think I'm a super rare boy. I just I just in concept really love Sea of Thieves, and that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I know I was you know a lot of their Battle Toads was fun too. The new Battle Toads was was fun. Yeah, I, I even wrote a mini review of that on Twitter back when we played it, um, mm-hmm. and we came away with you know blood pressure double of what it should have been. Oh, um, yeah. uh, and obviously, I think you know it's worth mentioning we are a lot of rares gold in it. Like era was before our times. Um, yeah, you know, we're we're ninety four kids, so you know the original the Killer Instinct came out in ninety four. Um, so I guess if we think about from the Xbox One generation, I, I mean, I even guess from the three hundred and sixty as well. Like we we play three hundred and sixty, right? Um, Cameo, yeah. Perfect Dark Zero, Viva Pinata. Uh, Viva Pinata, Trouble in Paradise, Banjo Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts. Let's go. <laughs> uh, then we've got yeah. Connect Sports, whatever that was. Three of them. Go <laughs> uh, <Yo>, three. Let's get these Season two, uh, which came out the year after the, the original release, and then Connect Sports Rivals, in three years after oh, season two. Jesus. And none of them got above seventy-three. Yeah, they got progressively worse with each release. Okay. Uh, and then, obviously, in most recent years, we had Rare Replay, which. I'm not sure is fair to like give the credit to new rare for that, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sea of thieves, which, you know, we all know the story of that launched very, very content light, good foundations, good bones. And they've steadily improved on it um, for free pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. With lots of different ideas, some failures, some successes. And then, yeah, like you said, battle toads in 2020. Oh, I'm struggling. Oh, I like these guys. Um, I feel I feel like they make fun, creative games. Um, I feel like they they go outside the box with a lot of their stuff as well. Like they've made shooters, they've made like you know your classic like platformers and collectible games like Badger Kazooie mm. uh, and Conkers. And you know, like Conkers was like a sort of like a an adult game, right? Which was kind of weird to do with that kind of mascot. I feel like yeah. they they go outside the box a little bit with with what they do, and obviously there's you know a new perfect dark coming out as well, right? So there is, but that's the initiative. Um, oh, so okay, all right. They're they're working on Everwild, but I suppose before we start answering this question, we need to we need to we need to we need to like clarify if we're talking about new rare or old rare. Um, I think I'm talking new... about rare as a whole, right? Like I experienced I, the Banjo Kazooie games, even though they came out like when I was three. I still played them when I was a kid, like with my brothers and stuff. I've I suppose, I suppose it, it's just difficult because it, I don't think that that's going to be reflective of like games going forward. Simply because Rare were like god tier, like they would be like in triple S above everyone else. If <laughs> okay. but if we factor it all together, I guess that does drag it down. A bit so it just depends what we're talking about you know what oh, i, I guess about. consider considering like you said we did miss their golden age fine let's let's do new rare then because okay. we're 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 boomers <laughs> <laughs> we're little, little millennials. so, so yeah let, if we do let's do that so so if we do 360 era onwards so okay. um judging All by right. though so 
what we're looking at what's that 2005-ish so yeah cameo you played cameo elements of power didn't you you had that i did a little bit yeah um and i have fondish memories of it like again like i think back at it and i'm not like i'm not like oh that's a game but yeah. <laughs> you know it was it was decent you know it wasn't yeah. bad higher score than i thought it was you know 79 basically an 8 out of 10 um yeah. i didn't think it did that well critically but so yeah so i guess we're really looking at then you know in early 2000s yeah cameo perfect dark zero viva pinata pinata which was a cultural hit yeah uh, both of them yeah banjo kazooie yeah. was <laughs> nuts and bolts was i liked uh, it high I profile <laughs> yeah I know it wasn't like like loved by I liked a lot it as of the community, well. but I personally liked it. Um, I think that game has done yeah. a real turnaround in popularity because Banjo Kazooie's been such a dormant IP for so long that people are like, actually, on its own two legs, Nuts and Bolts is kind of good. Yeah, um, it wasn't bad at all. It's just funny to take the series in that direction. I remember what I yeah. remember seeing the trailer for that back in the day. Actually, you know, he's like a white background and they like kick open the door and it's like a. Like, the trailer makes it look like a normal Banjo-Kazooie game yeah, like the, yeah. when it's first announced. <laughs> Which I think is, like, the, the like a lot of the outrage side yeah. from that, I think. Such a um, fake. But, yeah. And then, obviously, we're big CFD. I mean, obviously, Connect Sports, I think we can just... That's definitely going to pull it down. You know, I don't think yeah. those, those were hits, to be honest. Um, and I think that was a lot to do with the times and the hardware, not necessarily them, you know, yeah. but still regardless critically they weren't great i don't think they sold fantastic and then i mean we all know how the connect went it's literally just got binned so yeah um and yeah rare replay i don't know if we can even include that um and then we're big sea of these fans so that really bumps it up at least in in, in my eyes and i think looking at the sea of these score as well where it's like ea got like a, a 69 or whatever on Metacritic, I don't think that's a fair reflection what, on what it is now. Um, yeah. So, Sea of Thieves is astronomically better than what it was now. It's just, it's a solid eight out of ten now. Like, well, low, I think. Yeah, but a lot of re-reviews I've seen, there's like three or four out there. I've put it at an eight or an eight point five. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I but I don't know. There's something because like by the sounds of that we're talking here, I, you know, I, I can feel us sort of homing in on an A. Or a high B, and I, there's, there's something keeping me back from putting it in a. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm, I'm going actually for a high B. Yeah, um, I, I that's think that's I that's where my my heart is telling me to put it right now. Yeah, and um, it's just yeah, I don't know. It, it just doesn't because some people are going to be mad that we're putting three for three above rare only by a little bit, but yeah, but we're doing I, it it's a personal thing as well like you said we we weren't yeah. around for their golden years i appreciate what they've done in their golden years and i have played some of that stuff but you know we can only review it based on sort of what we've experienced growing up gaming as well and it, it um, is also like as much as we say you know like with sea of thieves was you know panned a bit at launch um it, it's turned into and obviously you know it's turned into xbox's most successful ip for the last generation mm-hmm. um but there, you know, it is still valid to criticise that that launch, even if it was part of the business model. Like you know, they, <clears throat> it was one of those things where it was like community development. You know, a lot of the things that are in the game at the moment would not have happened if they had kept the game in the oven for another year or two. So yeah. there's that. But at the same time, like 
<clears throat> Everwild is their new project, and we know that that's having a bit of problems behind the scenes. But if that comes out and the same thing happens, mm. like where it launches like that, like I just I don't know, you know that that and that's kind of holding me back a bit. Like they might try and do the same thing, and it's like you, I don't think you can do that in this day and age. Yeah, you can't be a studio that just relies on releasing games and then making them good two or three years later. It's just that's too just risky. Not a thing. Yeah, it's just like games do get away with it, and I know you're backed by Xbox and Microsoft, but like Sea of Thieves is stained permanently, and that sucks. Like a lot of people will still like think of that game, they're like nothing in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's been four years, so I think B plus. Are we in agreement? Mm -hmm. We are. Awesome. Yeah, but there is no B plus, so B high B. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Okay, we got Mojang next. The, the studio that the like a strange child of, of Xbox and Microsoft. Yeah, sometimes I forget like we even have Mojang. I'm going to be honest because <laughs> yeah. we kind of just bought them and then they they're still just doing they're still just Minecraft, right? Like, yeah, it's just not leveraged at all. It's no. so weird to me. Um, I, I, mean, I don't they did know dungeons, why. right? But... They did dungeons, yeah, and then that's it. They are the Minecraft studio. Oh, they did Cobalt. Don't forget about Cobalt. That's an Xbox God. PC exclusive, that is. <laughs> God, I love me some Cobalt. I bought yeah, that game, but I like, never played it. Yeah. Um, so, so what have we got here? We've obviously got Minecraft on PC with a Metacritic of 93. Let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah, Cobalt in 2016. Minecraft Earth in 2019. I don't... Is that still a thing? It's like a mobile, you know, AR game. Yeah. You know, build shit in real life. I don't know, see the point, but I don't know if that's still a thing. No, I um, don't think so. And then obviously Minecraft Dungeons, uh, which came out to like decent review scores. You know, Met- Metacritic's I feel like seventy four. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. decent. Um, and there's been loads of DLCs for that game since, um, like micro deal, like lo- like three pound a pop, and they've updated the base game loads and loads and loads. Um, and there's a nice level of like polish to. I'm surprised those scores are actually that low, um, to be honest, because it's quite. Minecraft Dungeons has a very like Blizzard feel to it. Do you know what I mean? It's I like do. quite. It's very like child friendly, um, but it's very like it just works and runs very very cleanly and well. I don't know. Yeah, it, it performs well and it looks great. Uh, I just think it was. It's just it didn't hit the nail on the head when it was. It yeah. was trying to make that genre. It was trying to simplify that genre of gaming when yeah. that genre just doesn't work simplified. Like it is supposed to be multi-layered. It is supposed to be really, you know, calculating your DPS and all this and figuring out yeah. the best build. It is supposed to be a really in-depth sort of genre. Um, and I, I respect what they tried to do with it, um, but I just don't think it quite hit the nail on, on the head. Um <clears throat> But uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's so hard to place Mojang simply because Minecraft is Minecraft and it continues to be the biggest game in the world, which is mental. I, mean, I think we should base it on what what it what Xbox has done with it so far and what it's bought to Xbox. You know, like I, I like you said, I just forget it's kind of a studio. Um, sometimes I just feel like they're still just independent and we're well, rating yeah. it based on. Like in all honesty, I'm kind of thinking like I'm kind of thinking B or something like that. They can't just ride off 2011 Minecraft for <laughs> well, their that, entire life. Yeah, that's it. Like the 
like are they capable of making another minecraft with the same cultural impact as minecraft like i doubt no. it no like cobalt <laughs> like cobalt didn't do it did it no they'll <coughs> never like they'll never ever make another minecraft it's like blizzard will never ever make another overwatch you know with the same hit and stuff like that you know what? you can sort of i don't know I in think terms could. of that genre I just think it's 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 more that Minecraft started out as like a single person project, you know, and like the the logistics and the process that Mojang have has changed so like that so much over the last decade, even two decades, you know, with um, what's his face? What's the guy's name who's who developed? You, the man who wears a fedora and stuff. yeah, they got the man who wears a fedora and says like semi racist, uh, like and like like homophobic remarks yeah. on Twitter, yeah, um. Marcus Pearson? No, is that the new one? I can't remember. Um, anyway, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, it's hard to keep just saying, "Oh, you made like Minecraft that one time," and like, I don't like the same environment that Minecraft was originally cultivated in is not the same environment that Mojang is in now, and I guess that's why it's difficult to place them. Uh, but I'm I'm in agreement with you. I'm thinking B here. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking B too. They're sitting on an obviously incredible IP with an inc- incredible gold mine, but they've yet to do anything. And like, and Minecraft Dungeons is like a BT game, um, yeah, maybe a exactly. as it continues to grow, you know. But judging by that recent work, I think that's right in line with um, the rest of the discussion. So yeah, let's go B then. Agreed. Agreed. Lovely. Okay, we've got playground games up next. Esther. Yeah. <laughs> I literally don't. I I, I agree. You know, they they make bad games. It's Horizon, right? Forza Horizons are always bangers. Like they're so wide, so mass appeal, um, so casual, but also appeal to the hardcore, almost driving sim audience at the same time. And they just smash it every single time. I'm pretty sure every single Forza Horizon has just gotten better. Yeah, with every but how do you do that? How can yeah. you keep outdoing yourself <laughs> in exactly. that one genre? It's um, mental. So yeah, and I, pe- just, I just think we love them straight into <laughs> Yeah, I think so. So just straight up switch it in. Um, yeah. I, I just think it's like, even like in concept, nobody else is trying to do what Forza Horizon is doing. I, I don't no. think. Like, it's just impossible. Open world, right? festival-based racing. Oh, no, you had like... You had like the crew, didn't you, and stuff like was that it, for PlayStation. Was that the same sort of thing? Was it? It was like an open world drive, okay. drive with your friends in a shared world. Yeah, right. Um, but it again, it just it just couldn't do it. It's just it's David versus Goliath, right? I mean, yeah. I know in that context, David ends up winning, but not in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, this one. And then also, you go bear in mind they're also working on Fable, and I think that's going to be that's pretty exciting, right? I'm not going to bump them up based on that, but it's an yeah. exciting prospect that they're going it into is. something different too. It, it is. And there's like, um, yeah, it, it's going to be in, like the coalition. Um, I, I think this is going to be another interesting one to watch because if Fable comes out and it's kind of mid, well, that changes things because now they're a one trick pony studio, you yeah, know, exactly. uh, which, which is really harsh because obviously they make like a lot of fantastic games uh, like repeatedly. But if, if they can pull off Fable to like, like 80 plus 85 plus you know anything higher than that is like god tier but being realistic that makes them like holy we're looking at yeah 
a very premium studio here. Um, yeah, yeah, which exactly. we're very lucky to have. Um, so yeah, um, playground games are. I, I, I'm going to put them right at the top of S. Actually, if you think that's okay, I'm going to put them above Coalition. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've done the even same though, without even, even though we don't play Yeah, even if we don't play these sort of games, I can't help but get a little bit excited when there's like conversation going around on about where the next horizon's gonna be. I've even put like ten hours into Forza Horizon five and these are just not my cups of tea, but you just can't help but like driving around Mexico or the UK or Australia. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just it's something to witness and behold. It's a good um technical showcase as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Rad. Ninja Theory up next. Um, right. Founded in 2004. Um, in sort of the 360 era. Well, I guess. Their, their, their list of games isn't that long. So they've got like Kung Fu Chaos in 2003. Heavenly Sword, which was a PlayStation exclusive at the time. Mm-hmm. Enslaved, Odyssey to the West. The DMC. Um, the Cry, like follow-ups. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously their breakout hit was Hellblade. Um Senna was Saga, uh, arguably their breakout here, and then more recently, upsettingly, Bleeding Edge, um, which was a bit of a failed project, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Ninja Theory is like you—you you, you want to place Ninja Theory higher than they probably deserve. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Hellblade is one of the most impactful games, probably one of the best games I've ever played. Um, but I—I I, I can recognize from this list that. The consistency just isn't there. That they're gonna put out. Yeah, they're going to put out Hellblade every time. Um, so what, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think they're a very hit and miss studio. I don't think they've... I mean, I think Bleeding Edge is their only, like, miss. Real flop. Yeah. Like, miss, miss, right? Um, yeah. You know, the game literally, like, just stopped. It just stopped, like, working on it after, like, six months or something of release. Yeah. Um, one character and that was it I think. yeah it was a, it was a proper a proper miss that one the dmcs although they reviewed well um quite critically i think didn't didn't really do the um the fan base justice and i think um a lot a lot of people were quite annoyed i personally still enjoyed dmc um but I know a lot of people were pretty annoyed at the changes they made um, to like Dante and the direction they took and all that. Mm. Um, but did you? Would you? Did you like them to the same level that you liked the previous Devil May Cry's, or are they like no. a, a tier below? Right? No, they're they're a tier below. And like, don't get me wrong, like it was solely based on like a visual and design perspective. Like the the way the game played was fantastic. Like I mm. actually thought that they nailed combat better in fact than the other dmc games but just story and and just like character design and stuff like that it just it just fell pretty pretty short compared to the others um so yeah and then obviously enslaved again a bit of a bit of a meh just a bit mid right um i don't know 360 had quite high scores it's on the consoles, it had high scores, like low 80s. I, a lot of people I know quite... I never played it, but I know a lot of people think of that as like their childhood game sort of thing, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we always thought of it as like a... Pardon me. God, this show's so boring. <laughs> Tim, Tim um, is in C tier. <laughs> no, um, I think a, a, a part of me, I always saw this as kind of like an adult Jack and Daxter game. Mm. 
weirdly enough. I don't know why. Yeah, um, it did look a bit like that, didn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was it was fine. You know, I I see it kind of mid. Um, but yeah, it did it did hit like 80s and stuff like that. So, mm. and then Hellblade is obviously just pretty pretty phenomenal and took took the world by storm. I think a little bit. Uh, even yeah. if the reviews don't, you know, actually, you know, you got like an 80 and 81 and stuff like that in there. Like still great reviews, but not mind blowing. I just feel like it was like a bit of a cult hit outside of critics. Yeah, uh, more, exactly. More so. Like I've got, I've got friends and like Beth who have like, who aren't really gamers who I've like recommended to play this game, like based just on concept alone. And they played it and being come away like that's one of the best, like, experiences i've ever had yeah. um so i think yeah. there is something to be said about the how topical it is you know it's obviously around mental health and, and the studio has a very big uh, mental health like, pro- like projects going on um in, in the in the form of project insight they call it um so there's a lot to respect about the studio and what they're doing you know they're partnering with like um, neuroscientists um and uh, psychologists as well for for their games for like accuracy and things like that but the actual output um and obviously, and we've seen how Hellblade Two: Son of a Saga looks. You know, it's one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the real drawback to the first Hellblade that arguably brought the scores down is that people thought the combat was too simple. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, I understand the criticism, but I'm not necessarily on the same page. So that's all fine. So I suppose, and I guess the other, the final angle to that is that Ninja Theory are one of the few, one of these few studios who are like really pushing for hyper visuals you know like high and then they like scan uh-huh. everything in you yeah. know anything you know that like you, you go back and play hellblade which is a 2017 game still looks like unbelievable um yeah so it puts some you know it's, it becomes another difficult placement but i i would really like to put them in a minus but i'm a. not sure what, what do you think do you think b no, no, I'm, I'm thinking A. Just, I mean, if I were to personally put it, because I, I tried Hellblade and I thought it was okay, um, and I think if I gave it a proper go, I'd proper love it. But like, I never finished it. Um, mm. I think I was playing other things at the time that took my attention away. I would personally put it in B. But looking at the studio from a, you know, just from a bird's eye view, so to speak, and just what they've done and you know i can appreciate um the game not from my perspective i think it's i think they're an a studio i think they're an a tier studio and just looking at what hellblade 2 is shaping up to be from what they've shown is just phenomenal as well um Hmm. so i just think i just think that their graph their their little line graph is only heading up right that's right Um, yeah so much like what you know, what Xbox are probably thinking when they acquired them in 2018. Like this is a studio that, with the right care, could do yeah. some pretty special things. Um, exactly. You know, so I'm with you. Um, and then just a quick mention: they're obviously working on Project Mara as well, which was announced I think two years ago, which is like a hyper realistic horror game. We don't know really anything about it other than we've had a few like in engine screenshots, which look like real life. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. okay, let's move on. The next up, we've got Initiative. Um, I, honestly, I, I think it's kind of pointless to make any speculation about this and, and put them in the unknown tier. Um, yes, yeah. You know, we know they've had a recent... We know they're working on Perfect Dark. We know that um, they've got about 70, 80, 90 employees. Um, 
and you know there was the whole blunder with you know on a job post it said they're working on a quadruple a game which everybody like still says even though it was like a typo because that got deleted um and we know that there has been a bit of controversy around people leaving that studio because it's been difficult to agree on on game direction and short-term contracts fucking everything up again so yeah yeah two just not enough data so yeah for now. yeah i agree yeah they're exciting but yes you just you just can't yeah he's it's just one of those things yeah absolutely okay next up really interesting one uh undead Ooh. labs yeah really this is one. this is tough this one there's so much potential, I think. And <laughs> right. we've always said there is so much potential with State of Decay. But the fact is, it's always fallen short, right? Yeah, that exactly. It just, I, I just think, and that's how you got to rate it. We've, we haven't seen anything of State of Decay 3, anything definitive at least. Um, they're also know... just slow as well. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, we know like a lot more money's being pumped into the third game and stuff like that now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. They're just really slow. Yeah, like like even the way they've—I know they've done some updates to State of Decay too. They gave it like um, that big juggernaut update or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's right. But that that took a long time. I think that was like over a year, right? They they it, they took to release that, and like yeah. I did think they improved on a lot of things. It was longer, to be honest. But it could yeah. have been longer, yeah. But like, and sure, they improved on a lot of things. But a game like that, no one's, no one's going to be sitting on that and holding their breath and still wanting to play that that far down the line. Um, yeah, they just, yeah. I, I think, like, like you said, yeah. So founded in two thousand and nine, made State of Decay in twenty thirteen, and then State of Decay two in twenty eighteen. Like that's a. Like the project wasn't that big to warrant five years of development. You know, maybe it went through troubles and State of Decay 2 did release a bit like quite buggy for like a Xbox first party studio game, you know. Um, buggy. So, you know, Under Labs feel to me like, and this is going to sound a bit harsh, but sound like, feel like a indie studio like masquerading as a, a AAA studio. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I, yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Xbox is like pumping a lot of money because they see a lot of promise, like we all do with the studio, and like this unique, you know, this very like niche um, area of like survival, uh, like zombie action kind of game, or, like strategy. Um, but they just have never, they've never even managed to get it to great. They've got good. You know, just they yeah. never just managed to get, and the fact that State of Decay Two is a step back from State of Decay One in some regards is just can't really disappointing. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it, like we even did try to play this game for a bit, and you play it, and you get into it, and you're actually like, wow, there's a lot of like layered systems here. I think Under yeah. Labs are very good at making <clears throat> interesting systems. It's everything else which is just a problem. Like, doesn't look good graphically, doesn't perform well. Like, yeah. there are compromises with net code, you know, and like, you, know, uh, you were tethered, weren't you? The co op is scuffed, yeah. The, yeah, the shooting was like not all that great. Like, the enemy variety was just like kind of boring it's and played the same out. same as what you see in every other zombie. Exactly. Game. So, yeah. I, I, I think, honestly, I, I think they're going to have to be a C tier for me. C, yeah. Agreed. Um, we we all we're all that's the thing. Everybody's rooting from their blabs to have that knockout, like big, like multiplayer survivor based zombie game that looks good and plays well. Like it's there, like you can visualize it, and that game works. But mm-hmm. they just don't seem to be able to get it 
get it out yet. So yeah. save it to but for the love of God, just make your game like just do it like Minecraft style, where you just like you 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 got like a seeded world that you both play in, and you know it kind of shares it for both of you because there was like that issue where. I could just spend three hours playing the game with you, but if it's in your world, I basically just come out with nothing, and it's just like, yeah. oh, do you want to just do the same again on my world, or should I just wait till you come back on later and just hop back in? It's just, I don't know. It's just scuffed co-op. Don't like it. Exactly, exactly. And it was, it was so. I remember it was so exciting when they announced that co-op was being added to Stage K two. Like I was properly excited because I was like, you know, you see they saw the gameplay and you're like, oh, this is not very graphically impressive, but it doesn't really that, you know, Stage K whatever. Yeah. Like, what a perfect like kind of game for for co-op but yeah it just was just like whatever like <laughs> like yeah it just yeah. It ruins everything that sort of half-assed co-op so it's a real shame big potential in undead labs like what you're doing like where your head's at but please nail the next one or just move on from state of decay like otherwise i'm going to enter a state of decay yeah <laughs> <laughs> or your studio will enter a state of decay <laughs> yeah that too <laughs> Yeah. It's a good point, actually. That's probably a conversation for another time, but I, I reckon Xbox are probably looking at them like you need to nail this one. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, next yeah. up, Compulsion Games. Um, also founded in 2009, same year. Um, uh, yes, yeah. Compulsion Games. Yeah. Haven't made much, not much data. Um, really similar to Undead Labs, I feel, in terms of um, tier placement here, simply because, yeah. say, pretty much like the same yearly releases as well found in 2009 2013 they released contrast which came out to middling 60s sort of scores um and then 2018 we happy few which was high 60s but you know we all know how that went yeah Thoughts. again yeah i think we happy few was just uh, a bit of a a bit of a i don't want to say scuffed launch but it was a they launched it when it wasn't really ready right and they launched it into like a um a preview and stuff like that. Yeah. So I guess, I guess you can like, you know, I don't want to crunch on them too hard. You know, technically they did release it in preview. They didn't do a sea of thieves and we're like, here's the game. There's nothing in it. They were just like, this is preview. We're working on it, you know? So like they, they made the public very aware of it. And I, I think it's better now. I think we, we happy few is generally like they've made a lot of changes to it, both in content and the way it plays and performance. So yeah, I've um, I've heard the same as well, and I think you know the, the biggest problem that people had with Compulsion was that the, the trailers they showed off for it looked very interesting and really good, yes. and then obviously it ended up being like an open world survival game, and everyone was like, "What is this? <laughs> like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit <laughs> this is what you showed me." Um, so I think we see tear see tear it up. I, I think. think so too. Um, it, it's it's just like under labs they're like right on that cusp because everybody agrees that the ideas that contrast and we happy few had were really good but just didn't manage to like execute um and we've had phil spencer personally call out compulsion as a studio that we the fans should not sleep on because he's so excited about what they've been working on um and yeah. i remember a while back in an interview one of the devs said that what they're working on is by far the most exciting thing that they've they've ever done or ever seen um, mm. And we also know it's an unannounced third-person action adventure game. So, yeah, fingers crossed for you boys over at Compulsion. But unfortunately, you're in C for me right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, Obsidian. Let's do it. Right? Okay. <laughs> um. 
yeah they're teetering that edge of a plus and s um yeah they're definitely top of a or kind of bottom of s right now i maybe but i mean you're just looking at those I feel scores like, there i feel like if we put coalition in s we we gotta we gotta put this in in s too i i think you're probably right um you know even back to like the first games with Star Wars Night to the Old Republic to um, like Pillars of Eternity is not for me, but that game, like I know people love Massive. that franchise. Yeah. Um, South Park, Stick of Truth. And like the sheer variety here, like hello, Fallout New yeah. Vegas, Alpha Protocol, Grounded, like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. They, 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 all their projects are vastly different from, from, um, from the previous ones. Um, so they're clearly a very multi-talented studio that can kind of make anything, um, yeah. which makes them really exciting because you can basically just kind of give them a project and they could probably do it pretty well, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just think, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking S. I think S. Um, we like Outer Worlds was I, I, I really like that in my head. That game has aged very, very well. I've even thought about booting it up a couple of times. Um, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people have like gone sour on the game a little bit over time, which I feel is a bit unfair. Um, like it's reasonably safe, but it's just executed very, very well, you know. Yeah. Um, in, in, a, in a world where we haven't had a Bethesda, you know, like a classical Bethesda RPG sort of game in a long, long time. Um, yeah, I just was a big fan. And um, we obviously know uh, Outer Worlds 2 is in development. We know Josh Sawyer, who's one of the lead devs on a smaller team there, is working on... Um, uh, oh, what's it? Is that Pentiment? You know, so there's a lot of code names floating around. We have spoken about this before, but allegedly we might see that at the showcase. Um, maybe if we're lucky, that might even get a release date for this year. But it's like a smaller... Um, Detective-y type game, supposedly, like uh, in the vein of oh. Disco Elysium. Um, but it's like good pedigree of, of devs there. Um, Avowed yeah. is on the way. I think I've already said that. And uh, Grounded is obviously still in development as well, which continues to be very good. So yeah, even looking at that upcoming list, like that's very strong. <laughs> so yeah. I agree. Yeah, they're very strong. Yeah, Obsidian is is one of Xbox's best studios um, and best acquisitions uh, that they could have made. Yeah, agreed. Lovely. Let's move on. In Exile. Um, In Exile has a lot of heritage um, with Brian Fargo heading the studio they used to, um, who has been involved with uh, the original Fallout, you know, back when it was an isometric game. Um, their, their biggest success is the Wasteland series, which is, you know, Fallout, but funny. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know, with the recent Wasteland Three, you know, they absolutely knocked out of the park with that. Um, that game got critical acclaim. It had this very XCOM style feel, uh, feeling. You know, they learned a lot from other genres or other games in the same like you know adjacent genres. Um, I've actually reinstalled Wasteland because my phone is now working again, and I, it's like a really good game I can play on my Kishi, like you know, for remote play or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we know that they're working on an unannounced third-person action AAA RPG and that it's got steampunk vibes. That's all we know. It's very secretive. Um, okay. I think, judging by the timeline, it's unlikely we see anything this year. It's not impossible. We might see a CGI trailer this year. Um, mm. But a lot of the 
um, information that we have indicates that this game is going to be releasing late 2023, 2024. Probably 24, to be safe. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think? What do you think about NXL? Um, yeah, like you said, they got a lot of pedigree to them. But I mean, when you look at the list and you look at how everything's sort of reviewed and done, they're kind of, their only actual hit is Wasteland. They've kind of semi-missed with all their other projects. Like, they've Bard's done okay. Tale. Bard's Tale has a surprisingly big following. I know the scores there aren't too high, like low 70s, okay. but Bard's Tale has like quite a cult following. Um, oh, but yeah, I see okay. what you're saying. You know, If you're looking at the numbers alone, yeah, we're looking at like mid 80s as the highest and then like down to like mid 60s as the lowest you know yeah yeah and i and i think everyone can agree if when you bring up this studio the the, the first thing that comes to mind is wasteland it is kind of what they're known for it they're a little bit like just a one hit wonder i guess or a one series wonder mm, <laughs> um mm-hmm. a little bit like I don't want to shit on their other games too much because I like they're okay, but they're kind of mid, right? They're they're like mid with a cult following, like you mm-hmm. said with Bard's Tale. Um, so I'm thinking it's 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 a high B or an A, and I'm not sure. I yeah. I'm thinking yeah. maybe alongside like Rare and stuff like that with B. Like top of B. Yeah, I think I'm inclined to agree. Even though Wasteland as a series is probably like worthy enough to put it. Yeah, in that is a, an A. That is an A. Yeah. It's all the unknowns and it's everything else that makes it just a just bit. Just drags hard. it to a, like a really high B. But... Yeah, and I think. You know, just like some of the others we've said here, another one. This is going to be a very, very interesting studio to see how we this tier list changes over the years because everybody's very excited about their next project. Uh, as I say, the studio has a big pedigree, and this is one of those studios that's going to benefit the most from Xbox's backing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, let's go. Let's go high B. Okay. Yeah, I'm putting it right at the top of B. Yeah, I agree. Um. Okay. Double I can, five I can already, is next. I can, <laughs> I can already see people looking at this tier list and getting mad. Um, okay. Yep. Double five. I think, really, I think our only really controversial one <laughs> is is 343. I think I everything that. else is pretty <laughs> well placed. I, I just think, I just think Xbox have a lot of controversial studios, like Rare, yeah. Mojang. Like you know, it just depends who you're asking. But I mean, yeah, the, I the guess fun so. of tier lists. Yeah, because I guess Rare people would be like, "Oh my god, Rare have done so much in the past. How is that not like yeah, A's yeah. S?" But it's just like, yeah, it's it's based on the sort of era you grew up and what we're playing. Like this is a very personal, I guess, tier list as well. It's like a reflection on us and the overall scores, right? So. Yeah, but it's also like that that's the thing we're trying to rate it like going forward, like, you know, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah. so yeah, whatever. Um all right, yeah, double fine. Um double fine. We all know double fine, founded in two thousand. Um Tim Schafer's the head, you know, who was involved with LucasArts back in the day. Um, has made a lot of cult classic. Psychonauts is a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Grim Fandango is a cult classic. 
massive chalice is known, but maybe but not on the same level as the other two. Um, costume quest, a lot of people know that name. Um, yeah. Day of the Tentacle. Um, yeah. I think Double Fine are very good. And obviously, I think Double Fine are good. Obviously, they have a really unique style of like the right their writing team is just excellent. And Psychonauts 2 was game of the year contender, and you could really feel the injection of budget into that game that came from Xbox. Um and yeah. as the first game that they've had in that kind of environment, they knocked it out of the park with Psychonauts 2. So this the, the stubborn double fine for me are kind of like ninja theory where we said the line graph is kind of going up except they started a little bit higher because i think they've been a bit more consistent and they are they always have even if their scores are lower on some of these games um like the cave broken age even costume they, they always occupy a very unique niche that's going to appeal to someone mm-hmm. you know um, and it's and it's interesting that with all their uniqueness and everything like just how wacky they kind of are with their writing and style and um, storytelling. They still maintain pretty, pretty damn high scores across the board for pretty much every project they've had as being like high seventies to eighties, the occasional one, a little bit lower. Um, Yeah. So I think you can't put this, this, I don't think you can put them any lower than an A. Definitely. I think my, my, yeah, my thought is a plus, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm asking myself the, I'm asking myself the question: Why aren't they S? And I, I'm struggling to come up with a good answer. Well, um, I think looking forward from like Psychonauts two onwards, and be like, okay, like let's yeah, let's work from Psychonauts two onwards, um, and let's say they maintain that same standard um, going yeah. on with this money injection they've now got from from Xbox. I think they are an S tier studio. But everything else that's followed before it, you know, was some relatively, don't want to say misses, but, you know, some some mid games and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an A. But yeah, like, like you said, I think coming back to this tier list later with some more releases under the Xbox uh, umbrella, I think they're probably going to move to an S tier. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair um, assessment. Um, we know they're working on an untitled online multiplayer game, um, and another studio um, has been teased by insiders, but we don't really know anything about that. So, well, we know that they Tim Schafer said he doesn't want to keep doing sequels. I don't know if we'll ever get Psychonauts three. Um, so this, this studio just likes being creative and wacky, and they always have Jack Black in their big games, which is you know automatic, like yeah, top of the <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. I, I'm in agreement, Tim. I think A plus is quite sensible. Somewhere in A, I think A plus is probably fair. I think their consistency puts them above Ninja Theory. So uh, yeah, I think top of A. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, my A is looking. My A is currently double fine Ninja Theory. Then three four three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. great. Um, next up, we've got World's Edge. Now this is. Um, great this is uh, yeah uh this is a studio that we do not have much experience with as as a pair um because they're all pc games and we do Mm -hmm. not play on personal computers uh we play on xboxes nonetheless computers (laughs) nonetheless uh you know the pedigree here is quite good this is a studio that was founded in 2019 you know as a first party um 
as a first-party studio for Xbox to make Age of Empires. You know, they are World Edge are to Age of Empires as three four three are to Halo, Coalition are to Gears, etc. etc. Play Playground are to Forza Horizon. So we had Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition in 2019 with a meta score of 84. We had Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition in 2020 with a meta score of 75. And then we had the brand new shiny Age of Empires 4 in 2021 um, with a meta score of 81. Uh, If you are a podcast listener, you will know that I regularly whine about these not coming to console. So hopefully that happens one day, but I just wanted to plug that once more. (laughs) Um, This is a good studio, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is this is an A tier studio. I think pulling off a eighty or above a new instalment in the Age of Empires franchise is quite impressive. Yeah, agreed. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think we have much else to add other than this. We don't have enough experience. I, th- I think this is just straight up an A. Yeah, I just think you should lobby an A tier. They're a good studio. They haven't made a bad game. <laughs> yeah, bro. Lob it in there. I've lobbed it right in, buddy. Um, okay, next up. We have Bethesda Game Studios. Um, oh my god! I mean, you're thinking is there a triple mega S tier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, having said that though, oh, yeah, Blades and seventy six really, <laughs> really bring him down. Why does Elder Scrolls Blades have a forty two? <laughs> yeah, it's just On the switch. I feel like people are so harsh on it. Like it is just what it is. It's like a it's like a crappy little game that you just pull out and just play when you got like a spare five minutes or something. But I think it's just because it has like an Elder Scrolls like name to it. I think people would just oh, I don't know. They just hated I, it. They just shat I, on it. Yeah, I I mean that is fine. I mean, do mobile games ever review that well? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm not trying to make excuses. I don't know, I mean, Deck. Have you played our sponsor for this podcast, Raid <laughs> Shadow Legends? <laughs> I, I wish. Like, if you're out there, we will sponsor the crap, eh? Um Or Manscaped or HelloFresh. I watch other YouTubers. I know what they get sponsored by. Come here. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, Fallout 76 is the obvious blunder here. Um and fallout shelter i mean those reviews are like low 60s mid 60s however fallout shelter has like a lot of like quite a lot of love for it yeah so i I think people actually quite like fallout shelter um i think it's it's got a nice fan base now um yeah i don't see how we can put bethesda games videos in anything other than sd sorry yeah i mean i'm it's just Skyrim is one of the best games of all time. Oblivion was also fantastic. Fallout all 3, of the Elder Scrolls games, just, do you know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, Fallout 3 is a masterpiece. Fallout 4 didn't quite hit as hard, but it was still a fantastic game. Ooh. 76 is, you know, is I it would review a lot higher than the scores it's getting right now. You know, they've improved on that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then future projects, like we haven't seen, we'll see probably Starfield gameplay next um in the, uh, the upcoming um, showcase. Yeah. Um, but that game's setting up to probably be a banger, right? Fingers crossed, touch wood. Please don't disappoint me. Yeah. Um, you just chuck them in S, man. Like, they, they yeah. really are an S tier studio. I agree, man. I, I think it's. Um, they're, they're teetering. Like, if Starfield comes out and this is and it's a 70s game, I'm bringing Bethesda Game Studios down to an A. Um, yeah. Like, because it's like that whole Mojang thing. Like, you can't keep living off the success of 
Skyrim. I mean, I know to be fair, I know they had Fallout 4 in 2015, which reviewed well. You know, it was like maybe not an S tier game to a lot of people. I thought it was very good, but I mean, I do agree. I I wouldn't on Fallout 4's merit alone. I wouldn't put Bethesda Game Studios in in S. So, but when you start yeah. factoring everything in, you know, Todd is still there. Um, you know, the, the, the whole team really is, is still there for the most part. Yeah, I, I think I think at the moment they're in low S. Um, and that really is teetering with Starfield. Yes, agreed. Okay, okay. Um, next up, Zenimax Online Studios. Um, this is, as we know, uh, Bethesda's MMO studio who have only released um, Elder Scrolls Online. They're quite a big team with 383 employees, roughly around 400. Um, and Elder Scrolls Online released to mid scores. Well, good, good scores. Low 70s. Yeah. Um, yeah. It eventually got ported to consoles, which is quite the undertaking because consoles don't get MMOs offered and generally has found a good player base on those consoles as well. Um, they've obviously kept supporting it. They've been very good with their service updates, expansions, new characters, new classes. I don't know what the hardcore community thinks of ESO, but from an outside perspective, it's good. And there is a mm-hmm. player base out there who will never play anything else. Um, we yeah. try and play it every now and then and we just can't because the combat is just not good <laughs> yeah. uh, it's one of those MMOs that really suffers because it's the, the combat is just just not good and it, it almost makes it feel worse in the sense that you're playing you know with an Elder Scrolls skin on and you're like how is this worse combat than Skyrim yeah. <laughs> like do you know yeah. what I mean um, so there's a lot to love about what Zenimax Online do with this game um, personally we can't ever seem to click with it but I have a lot of respect for this game and this this studio. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest MMOs um, on the planet, right? And it has been for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and it gets fantastic content updates consistently that basically add almost an entirely new game on top of the original package. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking... Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, God. I don't know. I want... I want to put them in, in A just because, like I said, it is one of the biggest MMOs on the planet and has been for such a long time. But I'm yeah. thinking realistically, I'm thinking probably top of B, right? I don't know. What are you thinking? I, I, I'm with you. I, I think A is fair. Um, definitely they're on the cusp um, because I, I think the, the, the bar 
like their quality bar of stuff isn't always the highest even though they do a lot of creative and they do a lot like the like i said the service element of things is very very good um but you know it's but when you play it there is a like a jankiness to it still uh maybe that's just a console thing um but like you said it not not many mmos can come out and survive against you know the titans like world of warcraft um even with the elder scrolls ip uh yeah i think they are an a studio um i think they're at the very bottom of a um yeah but it's hard to not be colored by our <laughs> opinions of the game because i know some people out there will be like are you joking like, elder scrolls is amazing like because right now people might be reviewing it at an 80 or an 85 in which case you know that puts it comfortably in a but you know yeah exactly yeah they, they are a tier. yeah i think I think eight tier, uh, and we know we, we've spoken a lot about what ZeniMax uh, Online might be working on for their next studio, and you know, what, like we spoke about like a Starfield MMO, which seems ridiculous. We spoke about like a <laughs> Star Wars type of thing, um, like a Mando style thing. Um, this is all like heavy, heavy speculation stuff still, but I think they could definitely nail. I, I'm interested to see what they do with a new new IP. I suppose is is where I'm going with that. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, id software yes. up next oh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I hadn't even put any thought into it so that really caught me off guard but I'm finding it hard to disagree uh, they're just they make sick games they make such good games yeah you're, you're like, so right yeah you're so right uh, id is just they're, they're fantastic every single like doom like the, the, the dooms like 2016 doom and doom eternal are just mind-blowingly good um and yeah even their like previous like quake mate quake is an, an absolute cult classic everybody like loves quake that was like the like arena shooter um like first of its kind almost yeah in in, in, in that aspect um yeah and even their games that are considered quite mid like rage it's still a really good game yeah well, Rage 2 just... was probably the only mid-step, but I don't think they were lead developers. Or maybe they were, because it was um, done with Avalanche. Because they made yeah. Mad Max, didn't they? And everyone was like, well, what a good pairing. And then Rage 2 came out worse than Rage 1, and everyone was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't really know if we can blame it for that. But I, I think even with that in mind, I think you're absolutely right. Um, like, they don't make anything under an 8 ever. Um, and the fact yeah. that they managed to pull Doom out of the 90s essentially or you know the early 2000s into a reboot and just nail it and and really bring back that single player like linear shooter um yeah i think that's that's such an impressive uh, accomplishment and the fact that they got it to run on the switch as well probably puts them in triple s too so yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um and i would also say that it have gone out their way a few times to like optimize for the series x now that they're um, like for Xbox consoles, I think maybe all consoles, but specifically, you know, they've done quite already done quite a bit to like optimize for Series X, which I really appreciate. So I, I'm in agreement. Ida and Estia Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even I'd put it above Bethesda Game Studios. I know it doesn't matter that much. I'm just looking at what we've got so far, and I think they're that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just just I, so yeah, consistent. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up, we've got Machine Games, um, developers of Wolfenstein, essentially. Uh, that, yeah. that's it that's what they do they just um, do Wolfenstein New Order came out to low 80s uh, which is the first one the old Blood came out to 
the mid 70s the new Col wolfenstein 2 this, uh, the new colossus came out to high 80s which i played and it was very good and then their newest misstep young blood uh which came out to high 60s um, yeah yeah so they're basically a a s b <laughs> in their game releases so i think yeah. you just chuck them in a right I can't, yeah, I can't feasibly put them in anything else other than an A. Their, their games are very good. Uh, they're generally pretty consistent. And even the thing is, I know I know, Youngblood got like a lot of shit, and I haven't played it, but I've been very tempted to play it. But I, I really like the idea of moving that into like a co-op space. I know that's not for everyone, but that, that speaks to me, even though they did not do it successfully. You know, I think mm. that's... I, I admire the, the effort, <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. Yeah. At least they tried something. They didn't just you know, just stick to their guns and just release the same thing year on year out. They didn't do a coalition, so to speak. You know, yeah, like yeah, that's right. they they tried something. Doesn't always hit, but you can still kind of appreciate the effort. Absolutely. So. Um and we know upcoming, they've obviously got Indiana Jones coming, which is gonna be quite a big deal. I imagine that's gonna be fast tracked. Um don't know if we hear about it this year in terms of a CGI trailer. We also there's also been a lot of up and down speculation this week about whether it will be exclusive or not. Um various Xbox insiders, uh Jess Corden and uh, even um Nick over on the Xbox Era podcast as well have, have both reported different things that one saying it will be exclusive, one saying that it won't. Um so we ultimately don't know. Um but it's interesting. I think Machine Games is a very interesting choice for this game. Um, Wolfenstein 3's got to be in this pipeline somewhere. And we've also had rumours of a Quake reboot, which has obviously got, not confirmed, but it's got people um, very excited. Yeah. Makes him a good candidate for an A-tier studio. Okay, Arcane, yeah. S-tier. Uh, next yeah. up, Tango yeah. Gameworks. <laughs> no, you're not wrong. I was literally, I was going to do the same thing I did with Id, where you were like, Id, S. And I literally just like said it. Yeah, they're, they're S tier, man. Like, yeah. like Arcane are f fucking insane. They just don't miss. Like, look no, at they're, they're so, so good. Like, yeah. I'm convinced that Prey would have been one of my favourite games for a very long time. And I, I, I know I say that, not completing it, but I got, I that was a personal reason, I got screwed <laughs> over. And anyone in my boat would have done the same thing there is nothing more disheartening than getting like 60, I think I was like 70% the way through the game and then just having your save file just overwritten, gone, poof, dust, that's it. Yeah, and then you have to do that whole thing you've just done again. And then, and I know a lot of people are just like, well, so what new game plus is, but like, it's different. It's just different. It is, it is different. It is different. Yeah, because you for sure, for sure. And I, I guess maybe if there, if the back half of this year does remain very, very dry, maybe, maybe there's a time because it's got an FPS boost yeah. as well, which and it plays yeah. so much better, man, with FPS boost. Yeah. Um, I just but, from what I played of that game, I I loved it so much. Just like Prey. the whole design, the whole like story, like being like, um, in like the the space shuttle with like these aliens and stuff like that and all the mechanics that came with i it was just so good i thought so good so good. i thought it but was amazing praise a game that like i kind of liked when i started but as i kept playing um enjoyed it more and more and then even after i finished it like I, I found myself thinking about it quite a lot and i think that that game is very very good it, to a degree i think you could maybe argue that prey is arcane's like biggest cultural hit 
Because for some reason, that game, like, nobody played it, but a lot of its praise has come through word of mouth. Not nobody mm-hmm. played it, but you know what I mean? It, like all of Arcane, Arcane's games, for some reason, they pick the coolest settings, like a supernatural assassin in, like, a Victorian-ass world, prey, aliens on a spaceship where you can, like, buy it, you know, get a biomechanics to, like, augment yourself. People just don't play Arcane games. I don't know why. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, Prey has, like, taken on a form of its own um, in that people talk about it a lot. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and obviously, you you know, and the audience will know for those who listen to the podcast, I love Dishonored, one of my favorite mm-hmm. IPs of all time. Um, and they concluded it. They concluded it with Death of the Outsider. I think they're probably done with that universe for a bit now. But they just didn't miss with any of those games. They're all fantastic. Um and yeah. I and I love being in those worlds. Um, it, it's hard to say anything bad about Arcane. Yeah. They made a game of the year contender in the form of Deathloop, uh, which is still a timed exclusive. That's maybe the only bad thing. <laughs> that is a fucking yeah. timed exclusive. Yeah, um, but yeah, Deathloop was a banger too. Um, yeah, no, it's their S tier. I actually think they're. Hang on, what, what, what's our S tier looking like? <laughs> he's about to he's about to say something spicy. He needs to check. They're. I think they're maybe just below playground. I think they're our second highest in S tier, if I'm honest. I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd say they are the best, if if not second. Yeah, like playground and arcane are very neck and neck. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we've got Redfall coming up, which was recently delayed. Shame, but uh, you know probably needed it. And that, that game, that game's going to be very interesting. That what was the studio we spoke about earlier? I think I think it was playground that. Because Redfall is going to be a quite a bit of a departure for them. Not a massive one, but in the sense it's like supposedly like quite looty. Um, you know, it's got this unique vibe of like a bit horror-y vampires, um, like hero mm. shooter, a co-op, you know, open world. This is like a little bit of a departure from what they usually do. And if they can nail that, that takes them to like hyper premium, like greatest of all time studio level. Um, but if they don't, yeah. it would be a shame. Um I don't know if it would necessarily knock them out of S tier, but I think everybody's hoping Redfall does well, but we're just, it's a, it's a departure, so we're not sure yet. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, next up. Uh, Tango Gameworks, uh, founded in 2010, responsible essentially for The Evil Within, The Evil Within 2, and Ghostwire Tokyo most recently. Um, generally, these games hit quite well uh, with... Mm-hmm. High 70s for Evil Within 1, low 80s for Evil Within 2, and high 70s for Ghostwire Tokyo. What do we think, Tim? I think they're a solid A. Solid A. I think solid A. I love love the Evil Within. Um, I think think they're really cool games. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I just thought they did it quite well in in terms of sort of blending that action um, horror sort of genre together um for like modern day you know back in 2017 um it made a good story um it was weird it was funky um yeah i just don't really have anything bad to say about them and and even ghostwire tokyo like i know it didn't hit quite as hard as people were saying but you know again i think like setting wise design wise visually and in a lot of other aspects, that game does look pretty, pretty phenomenal. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it's one of those studios that I have very, very little experience with. Um, I know you have a bit more because you've played the Evil Within, but I, I hear a lot of yeah. good chatter about them. And you know, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, it's a shame it didn't hit as hard as it did. But I know we all say it, but it's going to be a perfect games pass game when that comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Um, okay. Into an absolute enigma of a studio here. Alpha Dog Games, um, which is in the... Oh, uh, Alpha Dog... Alpha Dog are in the Bethesda catalogue, I think. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because obviously the, the, we're getting into Active Blizz territory, and I'm like, where, who... I think, I think Alpha Dog are Bethesda still. It's like their mobile team. Okay. Um, yeah. And they have made, don't hold your breath, Wraithborn on mobile Whoa. to a meta score of 68, and Monstro City Rampage with an exclamation mark in 2017. And that doesn't have a meta score, so I don't really know what's, what's happening there. It's not off reviews, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I honestly don't know if I feel equipped enough to answer this. <laughs> I know nothing about them. Yeah. I'm, I think we put Alpha Dog in unknown. Otherwise, I'm yeah. just slapping it in like B or A tier based off a 68 med score, and I don't really feel like that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. So yeah, it looks like they were uh, acquired by Zenimax Media in 2019, which would put them under the Bethesda umbrella. Great, great. Okay. Next up then, we've got Roundhouse Studios. Roundhouse Studios is a very, very spicy one because they were originally Human Head, and we all know they were like, um, there's been some drama between them and Bethesda in the past. They're obviously part of Bethesda now. Um, is that right? Yes, that is right. Um, and they developed the original Prey back in the day. Um, Human Head did, who are now Roundhouse, um, but largely the same team. Um, they then developed Brink, which was like, it, well, it was a bit, wasn't it? But yeah. it wasn't hyper poopy. And also, no. it very much like it had this as cultural moment, didn't it? It, had, it was like a very big zeitgeist where everybody was like excited about Brink. Everybody wanted to play Brink. Everybody played Brink. And then everyone was sad about Brink and on the brink of insanity. Yeah. <laughs> Buggy. Nice. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, so, I. I because I'm even thinking about like the trailers for that game, and I like I, I can remember like the, you know, like I'm, I'm getting high off the fumes of nostalgia. Um, I like there was like I had wall running and like parkour, and he had like this character. Um, it was like hero shooter, wasn't it? It was like it was a bit Overwatchy, but like parkour, mm. like urban shooter. Um, it's very cool in concept. Anyway, then they had the Defiance game, which was like. TV. That was um, hyper poopy. <laughs> that, that was hyper poopy, yeah. Um, I don't know what The Quiet Man is. Apparently they helped the development with Dungeon Defenders 2, um, and then they did a Rune 2, which was just a PC game. Um, so, uh, I guess I, I will add that Roundhouse Studios is one of those studios that people are like, please give them a project, because they mostly just support, or are given, or like contracted to do a game for someone else. Um, like Brink was their only, and the original Prey was like their only big, uh, like independent undertakings, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but their history is spotty to say the least. Like, yeah, very. There's no very big much hit so. here other than Prey. The original Prey was a big hit. Um, and there's like a lot of uh, there wasn't there was a Prey two in development originally which there was like a cinematic release for um, that looked amazing. Like you asked people about Prey 2 and everyone was like, I can't believe that game didn't get made. It was like a, you know, like a cyberpunk bounty hunter kind of game. Um, but it got cancelled in the end because they were acquired by Bethesda and Bethesda said, nah, 
you're not doing that. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they turn prey into their own thing with Arcane. So mm-hmm. not much to go by here, Tim, but what, what do we think we do based on this history? I think we I think we chuck them in with Undead Labs and and uh, Thingy at Cita, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't a complete train wreck of a studio. Like there are some there are some successes. Brink had its moment, didn't really hit, but was full of some nice ideas. Um yeah, yeah. I, I, I think probably low C here. They've got a lot to prove. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay. Now we've got Blizzard. Ooh, controversial. Controversial. Now, just Technic. to be clear, we know this is a controversial studio right now. You know, we're just talking about the output of their games. <laughs> I'm not going to It's also controversial just for the fact that they're technically not Xbox yet, but... This is true. This is true. Um, and so, and it, it feels almost a bit reductive to, because Blizzard have like five teams that they're just called Blizzard Team 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. I think there's yeah. like somewhere between 4 and 6. I can't remember. Um, and they have 4,700 employees. Like, you know, so we're just going to have to try and draw a line through the, through the middle of the data here and, <laughs> and uh, take an, an average. Um, I, however, don't think Blizzard can realistically go in anything under S. S, yeah. Uh, they make the most polished games on the planet. Yeah. These like, games come out of the oven just perfectly cooked every time. Yeah. yeah. Overwatch Agreed. won Game of the Year back in 2016. Multiplayer games winning Game of the Year is just unheard of. I don't even know if it's ever happened before. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and really, Overwatch kicked off the whole hero shooter genre, which has now spread into BRs with with Apex. Um, yeah, got it all started. Yeah, World of Warcraft is obviously still going. Diablo uh, Two Resurrected was the newest, but I think Vicarious Visions helped out with that. Um, you know, there's just not a game here which is under 85, which is crazy. Like, yeah. I'm looking at the catalogue yeah. and, like, 50 to 60% of them are 91 or above. Like, what's that about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're a top of their studio, yeah. R- regardless of the inner workings. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they make fantastic games. And we know... Um, we know that Diablo Immortal, the mobile game, is coming out reasonably soon and that the impressions for that have generally been pretty positive we know that diablo 4 is in the works and we've seen gameplay of that game and that game looks very impressive we know that overwatch 2 is in development and that's looking a bit questionable but we'll see how that goes um Mm. and we know they're working on that unannounced survival ip which insiders and journalists have heard uh looks fantastic like internally very everyone's very very excited about whatever they're doing with that game um, and I am as well. Uh, like a hopefully like a multiplayer survival game. Like wow, from Blizzard. Wow, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, S tier for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I put them very top of S tier. I'm actually giving them a slight edge over Arcane. Really, you think so? You still think you'd still put Playground at the top, but you think Blizzard would go above Arcane? <sighs> it's so tough. I mean, no. Personally speaking, I would probably. Jesus. I'd probably do Blizzard Arcane Playground. Mm. If it was me. Mm. Wow. 
And it's so close to being Arcane Blizzard Playground. Yeah. Because I, I prefer Arcane's like games and, 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 and what they make um, mm. in terms of like, yeah, just storytelling, sim stuff. world, yeah. yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. I prefer that sort of game and that sort of studio. Um, so, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, I've got I've got them like in the top three on on my one. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I think that's I think that's probably fair. Um, as much as it's like you know, there's something in the back of your mind that you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't do this because Bobby Kotick is a fucking prick. But you know, yes. that doesn't represent the four thousand seven hundred devs there that that make these like, absolutely fabulous games. So exactly, yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, Infinity Ward is next. Um, doesn't need much explaining, Call do they? Call of Call of Duty. Um, Obviously, Call of Duty has. God, Modern Warfare Two got ninety four. I know it's fucked up, isn't it? It's fucked up. Oh god! In my Modern opinion, Warfare... Modern Warfare Three got eighty eight. I thought Modern Warfare Three was pretty bad. Well, they eighty eight. They played the them very gaming, safe, I guess. Yeah, they just played them very, very safe, and you know, don't fix what ain't broken. So you know, generally, review scores didn't budge. Um, yeah. So, Infinity Ward. They've had, so they had a recent dip in, in with the last three or four entries. Call of Duty Ghost back in 2013 was probably their biggest... I, I think culturally the biggest blunder, um, even though it reviewed one point higher than Infinity War, uh, Infinite Warfare in 2016, which was 77, as Ghost was 78. Modern Warfare Remake came out to an 80 everybody quite liked that game we even i think fell into the hype and played it a little bit and it did play quite well can't argue yeah yeah um and then warzone came out reasonably well set up obviously the foundations for what is still warzone today um mm-hmm. even though it hasn't re- didn't review as well as i assumed it would have done the 79 yeah. here is the score i'm looking at um, you still can't argue it's like it's one of the biggest shooters in the world though it's yes, one of the most yeah. played shooters in the world currently and probably will be for some time. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I suppose I think there's a lot of potential at Infinity War, but you know, realistically, they're not coming off anything other than Call of Duty. Not that that's a bad thing. It just it, you know, it's obviously not appealing to us. Um, you know, if you think that a lot of the the talent pool here is shared from what's at Respawn, you know, it gives you an idea of like as Respawn are like parallel universe Infinity Ward. You know, yeah. acquired by EA, making Star Wars third-person action adventure games, making hero shooter uh, BRs. You know what I mean, and, and having success with all of those things. Um, yeah. Whereas Infinity War are just Call of Duty. Um, Call of Duty. Do I mean, I think Infinity War are, are probably an A-tier studio, right? Um, yeah, they're reasonably consistent. They'll make a COD game, and the COD game will sell lots, and it won't. It will never be bad. It will just. It will be COD. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, oh, but it was actually on our news for today. Um, Modern Warfare Two was announced this week, wasn't it? With um, mm. uh, with a release date in like October or something, which a lot of people are very excited for. I think Modern Warfare Two is really overrated, but that's just me. Um, yeah, I understand. <laughs> like you know, it's sitting there with the number ninety four next to it, uh, so you know, can't argue Mental. that. I didn't realize it got that high. Um, but it, man, oh man, would it be exciting to have one of these teams come off card? Um, whether it's Infinity Ward or it's Raven. Who was also our next studio? Oh, I don't know. Look at that segue. Um, okay, Raven. Long. Raven have a long, long history. Um, 
they have been responsible for some big games uh back in the day hexen was a big one which is kind of like you know medieval doom you know with like magic and staffs and swords and maces and stuff star wars mm-hmm. jedi knight 2 marvel ultimate alliance and then a contributor to the call of duty franchise um singularity um and and you know the, the criticism here of, of activision is that in the last seven years ish they've just become a cold support studio which is really annoying when they have genuinely had good success you know marvel ultimate alliance i loved that game when i was younger 82 yeah quake yeah. 4 81 x-men legends rise of apocalypse 84 uh star mm-hmm. wars jedi knight 81 you know these are all there's a pretty when they're doing their own thing they have a pretty good track record yeah it's all 80s yeah yeah um so singularity i remember that i never played it but i remember seeing the ads for that and being quite excited by it. you know it got 77 pretty respectable um x-men origins of wolverine oh i remember that game that was i played just played that with my mates on on his uh what did i play on it's on like the gamecube it's not even listed as a get on the gamecube no. game probably played it on wii right or ps2 maybe i'm thinking of a different wolverine game yeah, nonetheless maybe. I think, you know, I, I have played some of these games historically. Um, I, I think it makes it quite quite hard to break because we're breaking them essentially off quite an old catalogue of games that they made. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this is an A-tier studio, right? Yeah. Um, I think they're, they're A-tier above Affinity Ward. Infinity Ward, personally. Yeah. I... Just from the sheer fact that they just make different games to Call of Duty. They've showed their versatility. Um, yeah. So, and they've reviewed pretty well. So, can't can't disagree with that. Can't disagree with that. Lovely. Uh, then we've got Treyarch. Oh, Treyarch. Um, we all know Treyarch. Call of Duty games. Uh, they have in the past. They did have for a while have the Spider Man license. Um, in case y'all didn't know that. Um, Spider-Man. Ultimate Spider Man was a banger. Yeah, seventy seven Spider Man two eighty three. Did they do the the uh, the one where he was like all dark and like in uh? Web of Shadows. Did I get a 69? I thought that game did well. That makes me uh, sad. Web I think of Shadows. It, I think it was I think it was reviewed. Uh I think it was liked more by the public than reviewers. Yeah, yeah, okay. It has quite a cult following. They did a 007 game, Quantum of Solace, back in day, 2008 at uh, 65. And then we had World Awards. I I, I think um Treyarch is responsible for my favourite generally my favorite cod franchise uh, black ops was my favorite friend i like cod franchise i preferred it to modern warfare just always did um mm-hmm. a lot of people loved world at war as well i liked world at war but probably uh i think I maybe mm, it's probably like the same for modern warfare f- franchise for me um but i stopped playing cod after we got to black ops 3 and 4 so i, I never really got that far but yeah um <sighs> talented studio I think I think so. I think A tier. I mean, there's part of me that wants to put them in bottom of S, but it, it's just really hard when it's just COD. But I mean, I know that, I know that doesn't detract from the quality of the games. I, th- I think A got to be A, right? Yeah, I think A. Yeah, I think A. But uh, again, they're above both Raven and Infinity Ward. Um, mm. They're they're above. Tango and Zenimax yeah. and all that, and they're probably just below Machine Games, maybe. Yeah, 
I, I just don't know if I would put them above Raven just because Raven has done so much. But nonetheless, yeah, they're, they're very much... Like, they're like middle of the pack, A, Treyarch a bit higher than the rest of the Activision suite. Yeah. Um, what do we put A, 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 okay. Then next up we've got Beanox. Beanox. That's such a weird name. Yeah, um, it's a very weird. Uh, okay, so we've got... Um, again, because Activision had the Spider-Man license for a bit, there's some Spider-Man games here in the form of the Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2, oof, with a 57. Um, Skylanders... <laughs> Skylanders Swap Force with an 89, hello! <laughs> Jesus! I always remember mocking, taking the piss out of Skylanders. <laughs> this is such a banger. Yeah, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. I remember that game, actually. You got to play, like, a multiverse Spider-Man. Yeah. Um... The B-movie game, can't forget about that. Uh, Guitar oh, Hero maybe. Smash Hit. Uh, and then most recently, Crash Team, Ra- Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, which was actually a bot, bot that game. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good. And then Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered. What? Oh, did they... What? <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> why, why is that here? Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. That might that might be a typo. I mean, maybe they did. I mean, it's feasible that they could have remastered it. Like, it, it's not the same as like a you know like a remake that um, Infinity Ward are doing. But and it came okay. out to a seventy-one, and apparently that came out with the. It came out last gen, twenty twenty. No, that's not even last. I'm very that that entry is really putting my brain into a pretzel. I'm not understanding worry, what that I'm means. Don't worry, it out. Please, I can't take this much longer. Okay, yeah, so it looks like it was just a, a campaign remaster just by itself, yeah, back in 2020. Okay, I don't remember that ever happening. Just but upgraded textures and stuff like that. Did it come with the co- with the Modern Warfare 1 game? It's not important. Don't, it doesn't matter, does yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, it was done by Beanox, but yeah, they basically just cleaned up the textures and high heightened the resolution and released that again in twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, Tim, I think Beanox are a low A tier. Um, mm, yeah. Versatile again. You know they've had big success with Skylanders, big success with Crash Team Racing, a miss here and there with. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. But generally, uh, they're mid-70s to, to the occasional mid-80, high-80 games. So, yeah, you got to chuck them in A to. Yeah. Like they, they even out an A, I think. I agree. Okay. Um, so, what we'll do is, because we've got... So, I, I said this at the beginning of, this, of the um, episode, but there are two studios that we don't have on our tier list, so I'm going to have to add this in post, and those two studios are Vicarious Visions, which is really weird because they're a well-known studio, and Digital Legends, which I think is just a, a mobile team that ActiBlizz owns, so we're going to come back to those two at, at the end of the tier list, but for now we'll keep going with what we've got left on the screen. Okay. Um, so... Next up, I've got High Moon Studios. Yeah, High Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, High Moon. I know very little about High Moon. I've got to be honest. It, it's a big blind spot. Um, all, all I can tell from the list here is that they've been responsible for making Transformers games for the last, oh, in the early teens. 
and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. A Deadpool game. I remember the Deadpool game. Yeah, I remember it being a bit meh. <laughs> I remember it being a bit meh as well. Um, that Which is a damn shame because someone, don't know who, someone could really nail a Deadpool game. Insomniac. <laughs> you can't just give them all the Marvel IPs. You've got to share them. You've got to share the love. But they absolutely would. Makes funny games. Oh, Double Fine. You could could do a Deadpool game. I think they need a bit of help with the combat and making that actually work. But, oh, they could write a Deadpool game. Yeah, they could write a Deadpool game. Yeah, 100%. Anyway, getting into fan fiction territory again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you know what? They didn't make Dark Spark. Or maybe they... Which one did we call Dark Spark? Was it Transformers Dark? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was no, no. Transformers Dark Spark is literally called Dark Spark. Oh, really? And they didn't make that. Yeah, Rise of the Dark Spark. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, we—that's still a joke. That is an ongoing joke for like fifteen years. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, we still do it. Who who made it? Uh, Let's have a look. Just says publisher, developers, Edge of Reality, and Way Forward. Okay. Okay. What year was that? Does that have a year there? we close it uh it was 2014 okay so so after that the ip went to someone else like um they ripped dark transformers away from high high moon and then made rise of dark spark yeah. <laughs> so it's weird because high moon like haven't done all that much they've been responsible for some fairly big licensed games and again being spotty fall of cybertron was like an eight War for Cybertron was like 77. Dark of the Moon was the 59, big yikes, and Deadpool 63. Yeah. And Deadpool was in 2013, and they haven't done a game since. This leads me to believe that they've just been supporting on COD. Mm-hmm. Since 2013, yeah. which is a tragedy. Considering Transformers <laughs> ha- are like shooting games, and so is Deadpool and stuff like that. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I think High Moon, High Moon Go... I'm going to go B, I think. Low B, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's some successes here. It's it's hard to pull off a successful licensed game, and they've done that a few times, and they've missed a few times. Um, I'd like to see more from the studio. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Where do we put a... We just have that B. Uh, Okay, King. King. As you know, it's not just ActiBliz. It's ActiBliz King. That's, like, actually what they're called. Um, 2,000 employees. Um, this studio is going to be an absolute moneymaker for Xbox. Yeah. And not a single person who buys an Xbox is going to give a solitary shit about King. But Xbox no. probably view this as one of the biggest mo- like motivators for their purchase of, of ActiBliss King. Um, if you don't know, responsible for Candy Crush. Um, and holy shit, their game list is so big. Are you, are you seeing this? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty large. <laughs> What's going on? Bubble Saga, Bubble Witch Saga, Papa Pear Saga, Diamond Digger Saga, Alphabetti Saga, Scrubby Dubby Saga. What is going on? Shuffle Scrubby. Cats. <laughs> My God. Hmm. Yeah. Farm heroes. Imagine being a hero on a farm. Yeah. Okay, um, so like in terms of like reception of the games here, a lot of them aren't reviewed because they're like mobile games and they don't get reviewed. But they're like high sixties, some of them low seventies, some of them low eighties. Um, 
Crash I think they're the run. Yeah, go on. I think they're B. Like, regardless of how much money they're gonna fucking rake in for us, the games they make are just yeah, they're they're quality mobile games, I guess. But I mean, most of them are just match three games, which is the like the biggest genre on the planet, which is like hurts to think about. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it, this is kind of like a Mojang pick to me because Candy Crush is obviously like insane, but. Like, does it bring? Does it continue to bring that much value to your Xbox customer? I mean, probably not. Yeah, exactly. But I guess we we need to respect that Xbox are like uh, embracing mobile gaming a bit more, and in that respect, I don't know. I guess it's it's a bit safe, maybe though. Like, it's just a bit safe. Like, I think these are all just match three clones. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, they probably yeah, exactly. they probably are top of B in the sense that they do it well, you know, even if it is like monetization farming, like match three games, you know, it's there's nothing particularly creative or interesting about it, but you know, they do what they do, they do well. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh Sledgehammer Games um came on to help with Call of Duty uh, with Activision and they started that uh, by supporting with Modern Warfare 3 and then had their own um, Call of Duty with Advanced Warfare, which is the game that actually pushed me away from the franchise forever. Never came back after that, (laughs) like properly. Oh, Um, forever. I don't think it deserves an 83. It literally just bought like monetization and pay to win to Call of Duty. Like, I view that game is so toxic <laughs> I, I just hated the movement on it as well um but... like you could literally buy packs and boxes that would get you guns that had more damage <laughs> yeah and like better like literally come on like it's such a toxic game like it did not deserve an 83 and yeah. the campaign has a fucking kevin spacey in it we all know who kevin spacey is. although everybody does say the campaign of that game it's fantastic. Yeah, it was a bit of a bop, yeah. Um, so I guess that is some credit. Then they had Call of Duty World War Two in 2017 and then recent blunder with Vanguard last year. Um, although it's still going. Like, COD, I don't know, it's, it's always weird ones because when people say COD fails, it doesn't really fail, does it? Like, it still gets, it still breaks records. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, for engagement of players. I, I don't know. I, I think... Sledgehammer is another one of those COD support studios that's just like, get them off, get them on something else. I think they're capable of doing more. Like, they had a good campaign with Advanced Warfare. I don't know how World War II campaign landed. Um, It's just a bit safe, and it's, you know, hard to judge, but mm-hmm. I, I think Sledgehammer are probably, for me, a B. They're, they're a tier below Infinity yeah. Ward and Treyarch, aren't they? And, and Treyarch and Raven. Yeah, I think they're kind of the worst out of the COD support studios and the COD developers that have had their own games too. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, is that, that. Is, is, yeah, I mean, do we think B is even fair? Because I'm looking at, again, I don't want to get lost in this too much, but then I'm looking at like Undead Labs, Compulsion and Roundhouse, you know, Sledgehammer games really better than, I mean, maybe, I guess the games still come out like reasonably polished. Yeah. Yeah, maybe low B. Maybe low B. Yeah, I'd say bottom, bottom B, I think. Yeah. I think okay. XR, Rare, Mojang, High Moon, they're all better. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, then we got Toys for Bob. <laughs> Everyone's favourite. 
Activision Toys Blizzard Studio, um, which is actually like they're actually pretty good. So I'm not even leaving. Yeah. Um, they've done a lot of licensed stuff. Um, back in 2000, they did 102 Dalmatians, <laughs> Madagascar, some Tony Hawk <laughs> games. Uh, did a lot of Skylanders work, which by the way, Skylanders trapped the team at 90 on Metacritic. Um, Jesus. Yep. Uh, yeah, lots of Skylander stuff. So I said, uh, who was the other studio that we said helped? Uh, Beanox? The, Beanox did Skylanders. Skylanders yeah. Um, they. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Toys for Bob have also been responsible for bringing back um, some really popular IP- Activision IPs in the form of Crash Bandicoot and the Insane Trilogy. Um, Spyro Reignited Trilogy and Crash, and then a new entry in Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. And those previous three respectively got a 78, 83, and 86. Uh, that's pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's hard to bring these games back. Uh, I think this is an A-tier studio. I think Toys for Bob is A-tier. And I think, yeah. even more so, I think a lot of people are eyeing up Toys for Bob to take up some of the PG-friendly... Are IPs that Xbox has, like Badger Kazumi, for example. Um, I think this is a very capable studio to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I would agree with A. Brilliant. Uh, we've got B, put them in A, and then okay, the final one we've got on our list before I have to do anything in post uh, is Xbox Game Studios Publishing. Um. Which, so, you know, this is the team responsible for going out and making deals with other studios, um, getting those tu- those uh, first, sorry, third-party exclusives. Um, and generally, f- in recent years, uh, what we've had is, from 2020 onwards, Ori, and then Ori, uh, Ori, Will of the Wisps, is obviously the most recent one, with a Metascore of 90. Obviously, we all know Will of the Wisps was absolute banger. Tell Me Why from Don't Nod. With a Metascore of 78, Microsoft Flight Simulator from Asobo with 92, and then Crossfire X <laughs> with a yeah. 40. Um, That's bad. So, before this, you know, if we think prior to this, we had games like ReCore, um, and there's another one that I cannot remember right this second. Generally, Xbox Game Studios has been very disappointing. Um, to be honest, they've had a couple of hits here and there, but there's just, you know, if you look over at some of the the publishing deals that PlayStation have had in the last decade, there's like Bloodborne, you know, it's Spider-Man yeah. was, and then they acquired Insomniac, but Spider-Man was a publishing um, yeah, uh, yeah. agreement. Um, again, there's more that I can't pinpoint, but they had some really fantastic ones, whereas Xbox... Xbox Game Studios publishing has not only been inconsistent, it's been very slow. There just like hasn't been that many. Like the last one was like the the ones upcoming that we know of is Contraband, which sounds very cool. We don't know enough about it, but like before that, it was hmm. Ori, and that was like two years ago. Yeah, a long, long time ago. I suppose, yeah. I suppose maybe Flight Simulator, but that came out on PC a bit earlier. So, and then obviously Crossfire X. So, I, I'm not rating publishing very high at the moment i feel like they should really be doing better even though they do have a lot of studios like yeah they need but, to I mean, be you making... can't deny that the oris were bangers and flight simulator is obviously a banger as well 
you really can't understate those were pretty large hits yeah i i i do yeah it, it's hard for me because it's just that ori is, is such a small slice of the pie because will of the wisps is one of my favorite games like full stop tell me why it was pretty i don't usually enjoy those types of games i really like that um and flight simulator is obviously yeah banger so, so there are some diamonds in the rough there but it, it's, it's just a shame i can't remember the previous games um because I know there was some other stuff that either didn't work. Scalebound um, fizzled out, obviously, with with uh, whoever's fault that is. You know, it's regardless, you know, the outcome to me is that I was excited and that it didn't happen. Um, yeah. There are other ones I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, uh, maybe low B. Okay. I would have said yeah, low I can B. Get on board. I can get on board with that. Yeah. I think publishing have been really disappointing. I'd be tempted to put them in C, um, which breaks my heart because like like i said one of the wisps is, is fantastic but but even with crossfire x man like what the fuck's that like what is that yeah what are you that's doing abysmal yeah i would that, have just redacted myself from it like, i don't know i don't even know if i put we've put n exile there we've put rare there i'd be happy to put publishing and see i just i just i'm really being disappointed with the publishing deals other than one or two games in the last decade that have been good yeah i guess when you spread it over the time period that that it is yeah it's pretty poor isn't it yeah. all right let's dc let's dc i'm gonna put c because then i look val- over you make a valid point yeah it's just i look over like end undead labs and so i don't think it's fair to put undead labs underneath like publishing yeah i, th- I think c i think c okay so we've reached the end of our list um which is good. We've got a nice no, uh, normal distribution here. That's what you like to see, like bell curve. Um, so the final two ones that we don't have a list that I'm going to have to add in post, so there's not going to be any fancy graphic. I really apologize. It's probably just going to be a bit of text, <laughs> maybe, a fo- maybe a photo if I'm feeling fancy. Um, yeah. So the first one is, so I'm just going to have to scroll back up to my notes to find the... Uh, Vicarious, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Vicarious Visions, uh, which is a very, very weird uh, omission on this tier maker to me because they're such a beloved studio uh, that, that people are really rooting to you know get back and make their own stuff again because they've become another you know yet another uh call of duty support studio under activision blizzard um so uh just as a snapshot going back to the early 2000s we had crash nitro Kart, um uh x2 wolverine's revenge finding nemo jet set radio you know lots of licensed games this is like back in game boy days on game boys shark tale shrek 2 um spider-man 3 as we move into sort of the uh, late 2000s did you Guitar say tony Heroes. hawks they've done a few tony hawks yep that's right yep they're pretty much solely responsible for guitar hero franchise i'm pretty sure yeah a uh, lot a big support studio as well so like skylanders is here um two and in recent years yeah uh, lots of skylander stuff support with destiny 2 um i think bringing it to pc was their biggest support there um crash bandicoot insane trilogy again supporting yes tony hawk's pro skater 1 and 2 which was received very very well and then most recently diablo 2 resurrected which again was received very very well yeah i think they're pretty good yeah i think they're an a studio yeah very versatile. They've worked on so many things. They've got had their finger in almost every single pie at one point. Um, yeah, yeah. I think they're pretty good. I think they're obviously quite quite talented. 
a with with the potential for to move up a um depending on what what happens what they do next um but yeah just like everyone else we're all rooting for the studio to to do their own thing because they've my god they've they've helped with a lot of games like there's a lot of experience there clearly yeah okay and then everyone's uh you know most recognized studio from activision blizzard digital legends and the photo i've got here is just some army dude pointing at me and it's quite frightening it's quite intimidating yeah um, reminds me of captain cork a little bit <laughs> yeah uh so this is a mobile studio long history of games but like quite a lot um with some examples being uh on ios and android battlefield bad company 2 split second on ios like split second was a banger by the way yeah yeah it's i remember playing that with you yeah it's a really good game that's that's a port to ios um yeah what does that say me coach basketball me coach tennis the respawnables after pulse and then respawnables heroes i don't know what any of these games are i'm really sorry this might even just be an unknown tier for me yeah i'm gonna be honest it's it's hard because one it's these mobile games don't really get reviewed and two we don't really know the studio so like i mean the only one we really know that stands out is the is the split second right which was a bit of fun but yeah um, I, I don't know how well the company too i don't know how good the ports are on these things that's the problem <laughs> yeah yeah let's chuck in unknown we just don't have enough information on them personally. yeah that's fine that's fine um well tim we did it we did do it only took us two hours yeah christ that was i I see why people speed through these now because that was quite lengthy if any people were probably like oh this will be a fun video for me to watch like over the next 10 minutes while i cook dinner two hours later we're still going only if you're slow cooking some fucking dinner (laughs) um crikey okay let's um i'm like debating whether or not we should like cover any of the stuff i'll I'll tell you what i'll pick out just like one or two of the big stories yeah yeah um so i suppose we're on the new segment now everyone so if like you've skipped the tier list or you were just here for the tier list now's your time to leave or stay you know respectively either way cheers you're the best and you know what while you're here, hit the like button, subscribe, go follow me on Twitter, us on Twitter. <laughs> um, me? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just you. That's <laughs> um, and, you know, we will uh, we'll continue to give you um, very exciting, fun times. Um, so, um, oh, where do I start? Because, okay, let's just go to uh, the big thing, which really was um, a leak or like an exclusive report from Windows Central saying that Xbox Keystone, um, which we spoke about a couple of weeks back, you might remember, and we speculated on that new bit of hardware and what it might be, is a cloud gaming streaming stick currently undergoing further iteration at Microsoft. Um, And essentially the report says that they have shifted their idea on what this stick might be. And uh, it's gone a few back and forth a few times of whether it's a stick or a puck or, you know, it's not important, but like the shape of it, whatever. Um, Yeah they've gone back and forth a few times on what they want it to be um we don't know what that necessarily means but they're reviewing their idea on what this is like you know if it's like hdmi plug it into your tv or it's like can run through another um input i don't know is it purely cloud streaming yeah Yeah, right USB-C. um so it's undergoing it it is real that's that's ultimately the takeaway this streaming stick is real um you know they much like with everything xbox has been doing they want to bring it to you they don't want you to have to go to it um and i think the the understanding is that 
part of the reason for this ongoing iteration is that smart TV is now a thing. And with a lot of these, like, what's the adoption rate? Do people, could we just make an Xbox app that can feed straight into the smart TVs? You know, so where where are you at with this idea of a stick? Now that, like, this is, like, like pretty much solid confirmation that a streaming stick is real. Is this sort of thing useful? Like, if it's, like, 20 quid, would you pick it up, take it around with you, like, in case you went somewhere? You know, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it does just come down to price point. I think something like this does kind of, it, it does have a place, right? Um, to just be able to just kind of plug and play on on anything, theoretically. Um, I do, it is quite interesting the point you said, it's like, could you just bake it into an app? Um, you probably can, and this does seem like an unnecessary piece of hardware. Um, but yeah, I feel like if it were, if it had a decent price point, I feel like it's something I could pick up. Excellent. I do. I I I do think so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's just occurred to me that I'm still recording my screen, so I'm just going to end that. There we go. Okay, that's all fine. Lovely. That's good. So the other thing was um, that there was a PlayStation State of Play announced for next week came mm. out of nowhere you know yeah. play, just do this now and they're just like oh, by the way you know we're doing this um which and, and they said on the blog post that they're going to be focusing on third party partners and psvr2 stuff so Ugh. unlikely that there's a god of war in here yeah. what what i'm what my head is saying because companies like to do like squash squash maneuvers don't they mm. I, I think they do a show now get the vr stuff out the way and the third-party stuff, and then they have their showcase at the end of June to squash Xbox in the middle and try and soak up the um, the new cycle, um, where they obviously show off God of War and all their other stuff that they've got. Probably Last of Us Two Factions, um, and some other secret stuff because PlayStation didn't have a proper appearance last year, so they're sitting on stuff. Um, and yeah, big 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 PSVR two presence. I reckon we see Final Fantasy. You think so? I think so. Yeah, well, they've got the they've got the timed exclusivity on it, don't they? So that would be pretty cool to see Final Fantasy Part Two. Yeah, or Final Fantasy Sixteen. Yeah, you talk yeah. about Seven Remake Part Two or Sixteen? What, uh, what I, I was think? talking about Sixteen, but yeah, okay. it's possible that they could both be there. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd love to see more. To be honest, or oh, I don't know. I think I'd like to see more. I think I'd prefer if I, given the choice to have some more info on Sixteen personally but yeah that would be awesome yeah i think i'm going to tune in and watch that so that'll be good fun brilliant okay um yeah yeah i agree i think that will be um that'll be a good show for them um um yeah that that would just be the start of them ramping up for the rest of the the quote-unquote e3 season um yeah and the other the only thing that comes to mind is possibly the knights of the old republic remake um, that's obviously something we're oh, partnering yeah. with for a year's time exclusivity. Um, reckon we might see some more of that. Yeah, definitely. Lovely. Okay, so the final thing, um, well, final two small things, I suppose, is that there was a bit of news about um, uh, X- Xbox turning down a relationship with Marvel in 2014. Um, and this comes from the book, The Ultimate History of Video Games. Sorry, I don't know who the author is, but it's like a recent book, presumably with a primary author and lots of um, you know interviews and stuff in it. Um, but 
yeah, the, the ultimate story here is that um, Xbox and PlayStation were both pinged about working on some Marvel games, and Microsoft's strategy was to focus on their own IP. Obviously, we live in a world of retrospect, and we can say, hello? Yeah. Like, in 2014... Big, <laughs> big mess. Yeah, because that was, like, man, they must have been shaking their head, because then come 20, like, 15, 2016, they cancelled... Lionhead got closed. Scalebound got cancelled. You know, we had, um, like, double-A games coming out not very well, whether that was ReCore, like, not doing as well as it should have done, and generally just a real slow first-party output and i don't know it's weird that there is another universe out there where xbox could have been working with marvel but in all honesty like insomniac you couldn't pick a better studio to and like i i don't know if that would have still happened under microsoft i I think i think this was honestly the best for at least spider-man this was the best outcome for marvel games to be what you know for for those spider-man games yeah yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, there's there's no studio that would do it better than Insomniac, and you know you can also argue the point. And like you said, back in 2014 when this happened, it probably was quite a logical decision to not go through with it, right? Um, no one can see into the future, um, and yeah, I don't think we were in the healthiest point in terms of fi- finances and stuff like that. So it was just it was a large gamble, right, for yeah. something that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, at least for Insomniac, and we'll wait and see with Wolverine too. But yeah, Spider-Man couldn't have been done by any other studio as well as that. Yeah, and it's just like we we also just saw PlayStation continuing. I mean, that's really changing rapidly now, and with supposedly PlayStation having like two live service games coming out this year or this fiscal year, like supposedly. Um, but like PlayStation were very much focused on trying to occupy that niche back then with a third person action adventure single player game. Whereas Xbox were kind of looking to expand into games as a service. Not that that's necessarily like, you know, inherently a bad thing, but I think for Marvel to break through into like public, you know, popular gaming, they mm. needed to be something like what they spat out with, with Spider-Man. You know, it needed to be that open world swinging around the city, not, you know, team shooter where Spider Man like you know whips headshots with yeah, yeah. And, you know like stuff like a that. rail shooter. And <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just not and and you know I can't help but think that at that time but you know Xbox would have focused on that. They still do focus on that, but they're a bit more rounded now. You know they try and they're trying to do a bit of everything. So yeah, I yeah. honestly I think this was the best outcome, and I can't complain. You know PlayStation have killed it throughout the PS4 mm-hmm. generation. So you know agreed. That's how, it, that's how it is. And the very final thing that we'll talk about then to, uh, today, Tim, was just a bit of drama. Just wanted to end on a bit of drama. Nice. Twitter drama. A bit of drama. The, the, the best type of drama <laughs> from the bird. Um, so it was the whole saga was absolutely insane, Tim. So we had two journalists, two journalists that I quite like, very good to be honest. Post uh, after the delays, so it was this, you know, this week, and posted on Twitter saying. Um, I'm actually going to cancel my Games Pass subscription for the first time. Um, there's just not that much there for me, um, you know. And without those big hitters coming this year, I just it, there's not. I'm going to be wasting my money. Yeah, and you know, caused a lot of anger. Everyone, people were like, "Firstly, why are you announcing this? Why are you announcing this to us?" And then other, other people were like, "Oh yeah, well you're wrong because have you tried this, this, this?" And you know, it created this yeah. whole back and forth. Yeah. Obviously, I, you know, 
firstly, just to address that, I think that, like, yeah. You can see <laughs> like, it from their yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. It's plausible. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of indie darlings in there. You know, there's there are still some AAA big big games. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a fantastic get. You know, Tunic's still in there. Um, it's back, yeah, back with Blood still in there. You know, Games Pass is very, very good. But there is a clear hole that is not being filled right now. And that hole was ex-party's first party AAA games. And if that's what you had come to Games Pass for, that's part of the promise of Games Pass, you're not getting that at the moment. So, yeah, uh, can't blame you at all. Nonetheless, it created a, a big bit of controversy. Yeah. And then, you know, because this was two, two journalists said this. Two journalists. But that's it. So, not really the end of the world. Um, and then Kotaku hopped on the kind of, uh, on the uh, controversy train and published an article. And the article said, after years of hype, the Xbox Games Pass burnout is finally here. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean and why? Like, literally because they saw, they saw the arguments going on. They were like, we can, we can file clicks. <laughs> yeah. Boy. <laughs> you know, like get, get the, um, get the farming equipment ready anyway so that happened and everyone was like what is the point in this and the official xbox games pass twitter clapped back with tell me you only limit yourself to triple a games without telling me you limit yourself to only triple a games because clearly that's the big that created that was the whole argument that sarfield and redford missing so you only want to play games pass for triple a games even though there's a big variety of double a and india uh, indies in there yeah so that that became this whole back and forth and then because games pass did that in exile chipped in they in exile whoever does their twitter are like absolute meme lords they, they like posted a golden ratio on on like the on the tweet on the screenshot of the tweet it was so weird because obviously kataku got ratioed hard with in terms of the, the likes um yeah yeah, and it's, it was just this whole thing, man. And then other people got involved and they were like, well, I don't think the official X- Xbox Games Pass Twitter should be shaming people for only liking AAA games. And it's like, it's just, they're just having fun with it, man. Like, don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't I take everything so literally or personally, yeah. Yeah, and that's literally the takeaway for the whole saga. If people hadn't taken it so personally that some people felt that Games Pass wasn't value for them at the moment, then they'd be fine. If Kotaku hadn't mm. taken it so personally that there was so much value to farm out of this controversy, we'd be fine. <laughs> you know, and it just yeah. goes round and round in circles. It's, it's, it's the outrage cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty funny though. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's just so, soft, just immediately just petrol just gets poured on the smaller spark in Twitter. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it is. It is absolutely mental. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm just going to... Oh, I'm just going to speed run through these little tiny bits just because okay. you can tell me if you've got anything that you want to add. But um, obviously we had the Halo update was it, uh, with Entrenched. Um, I've been playing that a lot. Weapon jamming's being fixed. Skill jumps have been added back. Uh, last start on spanding. Last, last spot on spanding. <laughs> last start on spanding. It's uh, <laughs> opened up to all BTB maps. J- Jerry Hook, oh, the cool. design director, has left V343. Um it's dead. Yep, yeah, absolutely dead. Um, can we move? Can we change our tier list? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Halo Infinite unknown. We're going to put it in the unknown. <laughs> um, you know, and he followed this up saying, you know, this wasn't like a, this isn't a thing. I just like am ready to move on. Um, he's been yeah, yeah. on Halo for like 
10 years. He's been on for a long time. I can't remember the exact number. Um, mm-hmm. There are PlayStation TV shows being developed uh, that was announced like this week. God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo yeah. TV show. What the fuck? Um, yeah. All right. It's like cars. <laughs> Disney's cars and Pixar's cars. Um, and finally, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 was announced. Named Star Wars Survivor. Um, nice. Anything to add to any of that? Because I just wanted to speed through it. Uh, no, I mean, they're all pretty cool announcements. I've I've heard of most of them. Didn't hear about the Jedi Fallen Order 2 announcements. That's really cool because that game was a banger and I'm glad it's getting a sequel. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, Agreed. And yeah, no, that, that that's about it. No, nothing too much to add there. It's all just pretty cool, short, snappy news, right? So Yeah, short, snappy news. That's what we do. Um, cool. Well, I mean, we're going to wrap it up there, guys. This was obviously a very long video. We wanted to, we've wanted to do a, a tier list for a long time. And hopefully I want to do this like every now and then to just see how we're getting on. I think this will be really interesting to revisit after the showcase at some point in the future. Um, yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments if you did. Um, we'll be back next week for our official QRP prediction show Xbox Bethesda showcase predictions. Oh, that's something to subscribe for. That is that's something to subscribe cr- for. Yeah. I, if you're not subscribing right now, then I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. If I was you, I would hit the notifications bell. That's what I yeah. would do if I was you. But, you know, I'm obviously not in your head, so I can't make you do that. I also send money to this account number. <laughs> yeah. And maybe like a car or something. That would be yeah. cool too. Mine's in the garage at the moment, so kind of need a car <laughs> right now. But that's fine. Uh, maybe some food as well, actually, if you fancy it. Some tea, tea some ribeye steaks. That'd be good. Uh, but other than that, guys, thank you so much. We'll catch you in the next episode of QRP. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, God. Why is it doing that? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.